0: From the Dice Abide Live Studios, it's Late Night War Games with your hosts,
1: Adam and John.
2: Thank you, Jay. Thank you. And hello, everyone. I'm Adam, but you know me as the Dice Abide. And
0: I'm John, also known as Wise Kensai. And tonight, we're joined by Nick. Hey, how's it going? Welcome. Hey, Nick.
3: Hello,
0: everyone.
2: Also known as Prof 9844 Welcome back to the show. It's been a minute
3: has been hopefully the internet works this time
2: right it's we're gonna we're gonna pray to the internet gods i think that involves a small sacrifice of orphans and well, i don't know it's 40, whatever they do in 40k for fuel so welcome back we're here to talk all things nucole. but first what are you drinking
3: water <laughs> mm. finally aged over multiple millions of years
2: There you go. Excellent. John? Uh, I'm finishing
0: up a beer from dinner, but when I'm done with that, I have the lovely Centauri whiskey toki that were sent to us by Grizzly Troll. Thank you very much for that. Nice. So
2: tonight I am I am keeping with my with my diet and staying away from heavy beers. So instead I'm enjoying a lovely uh Scotch mm. Yeah it's, it's a very nice It's bourbon and sherry cascade scotch It's one of my favorites which is why there's not A lot left in the bottle
0: There you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cheers Cheers
3: Cheers
2: John John why don't you get us started with some news Let's news, do it news. So just a reminder
0: That uh, if you subscribe If you support us on Patreon starting now uh and carry it on through basically Christmas. Uh we will send you a miniature, right? So if you are a patron for the last quarter of 2021 um and actually any quarter really. We send out a mini at the end of every quarter. Uh this quarter's mini is uh Max Scorpio the authorized bounty hunter with Accrolock cannon and SMG. So if you want that to grace yeah. your table
2: Hmm? unauthorized. Bounty Sorry, hunter. the
0: unauthorized bounty hunter. If you want that to grace your table, go ahead and support us on Patreon. Become a late night wargamer and we will ship you one. Uh, also, we have the Vostok that Frank, Frank painted up for auction. So Adam, why don't you tell us about Ooh. that?
2: Yeah, so I've got a, um, a charity or was it Facebook fundraiser going on where we're trying to raise funds for Black Girls Code. We actually hit our, I threw in a goal, a modest goal of $500 thinking that We hit that by the end of the month. Well, we hit it in less than a week. That said, you can still go there and fundraise and chip in. And at the end of the month, we're going to pick one random person who donated to the fundraiser to receive that Vostok. And we'll go ahead and send it to you wherever you are. You'll have a a cool new toy for your Nomad model army. And, uh, you know, these are available to in some Nomad factions. So got to get that second one. Exactly.
0: You can do what Obi did and take the missile launcher and the uh, FTO with Mark 12 profile. Um, I put the link in the chat for you Twitch folks, and I will put it in the uh, show descriptions for the YouTube and podcast folks. So you can you can get to that link, whatever platform you're on. Uh, what else we got going on? Let's see here. Um, well, we have the blog update as usual. So just a reminder that the Burman Academy mission is some of the parts, which basically means take a fire team member that you ordinarily would take only in a fire team and take it out of the fire team solo. That can mean you play a uh, sectorial mission, a sectorial list, make a few changes, turn it into a vanilla list, but keeping the fire team. That can mean you know you take a fire team as you would normally, but break somebody out and run them solo. Basically, just to prove to yourself that stuff that you ordinarily quote unquote would only take in a fire team is actually worthwhile and useful. So that's sort of the plan there. Send in your battle report for a chance to win a blister or Bremen Academy patch. Um, we've also got our painting contest. It's running till the end of the quarter. Uh, basically, it's a diorama painting contest. Go ahead and paint up uh, a one model, as usual. Um, send in the before picture, and then put it in the cool diorama pose with other miniatures. Don't have to be Corvus Belly miniatures. The other one's the one that you paint has to be. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll judge you on all the things, but primarily the paint job on your painted miniature. Um, send in all of your pictures to bermanacademy.com. Also to War Garage, because we're running it in tandem with them. So all the details are Romanacademy.com. You can check that out there. If you uh, want to read it in Spanish, you can do that at wargarage.org. All right, what else we got going on? Uh, Lumbering sprocket. We have some new heavy gear blitz objectives for you to try out. So there's raid, flags, claim, and pave the way. So raid is go to the enemy's side of the table, grab a thing, run away with it, stay alive. Flags is go put something on the enemy's side of the table and keep it there. claim is a points control area control sort of situation and pave the way is pew pew murder things um yeah so we want feedback we've done our testing we have our opinions we want to know your opinions because the way you play heavy gear is slightly different than the way we play Heavy Gear. your table is definitely not our table unless you're sneaking to our houses at night. <laughs> don't do that um yeah so let us know how it went again if you send in stuff to lumbering sprocket uh you have a chance at getting dream pod 9 store credit so you get more toys just for playing the game <laughs> So please do Literally that thing.
2: Literally paying you to play.
0: Yes. Um, if you want to work in fortifications into your games, Fan has written an article on
2: fortifications
0: in Heavy Gear Blitz, so you can check that out also at Lumbering Sprockets. Uh, and I
2: believe that's something that I feel like I need to start. To, you know, we need to start Yeah, we definitely. Do. Not, yeah, we drones definitely and
0: fortifications. Drones. Yeah, I think I think we haven't really uh, abused drones quite quite enough yet. So that's something we should we should definitely <laughs> look into. But yeah, that's it for the news.
2: Okay, we've got a little bit of a sponsor news, yeah. So, oh yeah, that's Infinity, right. Yep, yeah, no worries. Pre-orders are up at uh, Moe Games for next month's Infinity releases. So, go get your sweet, sweet toys on over there, with Ruben, who of course helps the show. Yep. Um, from DreamPod Nine, the armored, uh, the armored hunter, bear hunter, zerstorer hunter, and water vipers are finally out. The Armored Hunter and Bear Hunter are rad. I love those models. I need to get some. Their store is, you know, when you can't decide, do you want a, a shotgun or a bazooka? Why not have both? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the Water Viper that everyone's waiting for. Also, the Tribe 8 uh, update. What, what, what would you say is going on with that, Nick? The-
3: so Tribe 8 is um, it was one of the old RPG brands, and there's been a behind-the-scenes revitalization of it. They re-update some of the books. And they just announced that there's a external group that's working on it, and they're connecting it to the Blades in the Dark RPG system using the same core system there. And, yeah, it's rolling out. There's new content coming for it. Um, yeah, that's that's been the biggest announcement thus far this week.
2: Very cool. So is it a is it an open beta that's happening? or
3: uh, No, I believe it is just a full print product. Uh, they didn't run through beta with it.
2: Oh, cool. Well, if so if you're into post-apocalyptic RPGs, then check out Tribia. I remember it being around, man, back in the 90s. So that's cool that it's come back. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, that's going on. We've got Heavy Gear RPG beta going on. I mean, a lot of RPG stuff coming. Excellent. And that's I just think... the stuff we can talk about. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, there's a few things in the pipeline.
2: Well, actually, yeah. So if people are interested in the, uh, the RPG, I know that you've been doing some live demos so
3: yeah we're so we're in a closed beta right now and i mean closed by everybody who participates has to sign an nda okay but the sessions we're running are public so you can drop in and come watch if you want um there's some things in the rpg that are behind the nda um all of the new eden toys are in there um stat wise it's got advancements to the fluff and all that that just hasn't been made public yet Um, But, yeah, if you're on the main Heavy Gear Blitz Discord, we are actually running, I'm running three separate adventures over every other week, so about three of them every two weeks. You're welcome to drop in and watch. We've got the next one is this Saturday.
2: Excellent. Well, I think uh, John is pulling up the images as we speak for all the things I forgot to talk about. Yeah, the last thing to, to mention is that Golden Gear is happening right now. You have till the end of the month to get your to get your models in for the annual heavy gear painting competition. Here we've got a cool entry for the best combat group and best uh, individual miniature. Fantastic looking South and watching him uh, paint these on the uh, the discord group. So cool to see they got him in for golden gear. And then I think we finally have there we go. There's the releases. Arbord Hunter, Bear Hunter, Zerstora Hunter, and most importantly, the Water Viper, painted by our very own Frank. Yay!
3: Well done, Frank. Water Viper, seriously cool. Frank, it's not I actually think... shown in that picture, but there is another um, another sculpt for the Water Viper. Uh, it's yeah. got a running pose too.
2: Oh, very cool! Very cool. Well, excellent. I think that's all the news, which means.
0: Hey, hobby time. Well, uh, I actually did some stuff.
1: Uh, uh,
0: so I have finally uh, started painting my uh, LHT 71s and the MHT 95 proxy that Frank and I put together. Uh, well, actually, we just funded it. A bunch of actually talented artists did the actual work. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, and the Frank kindly printed out one for me. Um, so yeah, I, I, started painting them and I decided while I had the airbrush out and ready to go, I would paint some more things because these are things I use all the time and continue to use. Um, mm-hmm. so I started doing that. And then I finally, uh, in a less than exciting work meeting today, I finished one of the LHTs. So there it is against nice. the, the old version, uh, similar scheme. It was a bit difficult picking out like what bits of yellow to, um, to, mm-hmm. to, to, Put on there, but I think I, I think it did an okay job because I didn't I didn't want to like make it just like giant white panels and yellow panels everywhere, kind of sure. break up the camouflage. This is nice unit marking esque sort of stuff, and it was uh, eye catching enough for me. So that's sort of what I what I went with. But
2: so are you gonna be going with like a black, just plain black bases? Yep. I mean
0: they're hover tanks, right? They don't they're not supposed to be touching the uh, touching the ground, right?
2: So right, right.
0: But uh, yeah, no, they don't break I'm I'm excited to finally get some more paints on the uh, the MHT. That's gonna look really cool. I decided to actually glue oh, in the so the rail gun because that's the gun that I want to use on it. Um,
2: that model is so cool.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very excited by it, and I need to get some more LHTs to make the other configurations now, because uh, I didn't bother making anything but those two. But yeah, very cool. That's what I've been doing.
2: Always, always more hover tanks.
0: Always, yeah, always more hover hover tanks.
2: So so speaking of tanks, I've decided that John can't be the only person with tanks. Or at least a, a meaningful number of tanks, and I've been whipping up that uh, that South Army, and I'm taking a different approach to it. A lot of people are into South because they've got really cool gears, and they do. I think I have like 12 gears in total. Um, I am going all in on their tanks. So, here's the first couple came in. I replaced the resin barrels on them with brass rod barrels because I'm OCD and and I like doing that for some reason. Um, I've also built the Heterai command variant in the back there with the heavy rotary cannon. And these are two of the gears, two of the few gears that I have in the collection, which are a pair of uh, Sidewinder commands with mortars. It's an interesting profile because it's a, uh, so it's a command, right? So they give them the comms and all that. But they swap their rocket pack for a light guided mortar and they have a medium rifle. So they're really good at like sitting in the back of the army and telling everybody else to go forward <laughs> and, and get shot up. While they sit on objectives and you know pop things with the uh, the guided mortars, and you know taking pot shots at the rifles. But love all these sculpts. I really love the Cayman. I've just been sitting here with multiple of these Cayman on my desk and like they're so running, cute. Burning yeah. them around. They're they're like uh, uh like those those chibi
0: tank games, you know. Yeah. Right.
2: Like... Right. Like Metal Slug. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, man.
2: What so
3: about you next Nick? month? I'll be keeping a pile of time. Yeah. Um. Nick. So I have been working on some just some models that I've I've had lying around. Um. I DreamPod Nine is getting ready to start going to conventions soon. I'm going to a convention in St. Louis the first weekend in November. We're going to have a booth. I oh, figure have done. some stuff to show off. I'm not the world's greatest painter, but you know, just show off some more stuff besides the plastics. Sure. So we have got Naga. We did a a. a um, a, um, excuse me, we did a grizzly, we did a naga, we did a black mamba, there's a diamondback, hunter, and then they're getting clear coated right now, but there's like a mammoth and a Kodiak. I got a koala sitting on the table, I got a gladiator. Oh, nice. Sorry, yeah. And then I've also got in the next picture a scimitar that I also picked up for Excellent. similar purposes.
2: Just kind of showing off the variety of models in the game.
3: Yeah, um, just having examples to show off is the big one.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's a really nice paint scheme, too.
3: I like the I like the color choices. The the old North, stereotypical North two-tone.
0: Hey, if it ain't broke, right? Don't fix it.
3: If it ain't broke, it's also giving me an excuse to try out different color schemes and basing schemes. Because mm. i get me some water vipers, and that might be the start of a Mekong army.
1: <laughs> and yeah, danger, coming danger. up
3: with... Uh, yeah, well, I know. It's almost like I work for the company or something yeah right <laughs> that's funny
2: well lovely let's see here um, what else did you uh, you, you said you've got a bit of new coal
3: um, so I've got a um. so aside from just that um, I'm repainting all my black talons because I had them on secret weapon miniatures basis
1: oh, and that's
3: a problem now
1: yeah um that's a problem
3: so they all got popped off all their bases and i had put water effects on them oh god so undoing all of that basically trashes the paint job i have to just start from scratch which is fine um oh man rpg beta technically qualifies as hobby now
0: (laughs) yeah right yeah there you go
3: and um i did get um there's an outfit in washington that had some heavy gear stuff secondhand and one of the ones was a job lot of new coal models that were, they're just all in pieces. And it was like 60 bucks for 22 models or something like that. Yeah. Oh, you um, got that. Yes. Said, I got like, that. bars to pick up. Yes. I got that. Um, and I'm probably going to get it done up for like a raffle or something. I don't know. That's I cool. I went through it. They were all there. All the parts were there. They've seen it glued together and put on basis. And that was it. Nice shifted them from hexes to um, round-lit bases.
0: Well done. Yeah, I feel you on the secret weapon bases. All of my pano and nomads in Islam and Ariadna, and I have vanilla everything, are based on secret weapon bases. So I have no idea what I'm going to do. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah,
3: I just...
2: I can learn you how to make some bases. Yeah, I mean, I... I, I, uh...
3: It, it was so sudden that I didn't have a chance to. If I if I had a chance and it was available, I would have grabbed a copy of each of the bases I was using to
0: right. essentially yeah. make my own. Exactly. But
3: they didn't give that opportunity, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I have I have like half of a lot of all the different sculpts, so I could make half of the sculpts but that doesn't help. <laughs> so, doesn't help. Definitely something to think about. Oh man, I I've, I've I've completely changed my basing scheme now for the newer armies and I'm just like never never again going with resin bases. That was a huge mistake. Which but,
3: is yeah. really unfortunate cuz a lot of them look so good.
0: They are really cool. They are really cool. I will say though that um uh do I have I do ever? Yes, I do. Okay, great. So, one of the nice things take a quick detour is uh if mm-hmm. you if you do the base topper made out of acrylic you can do things like this so hopefully this is visible but you can see that i've built uh this is atalanta and Mm -hmm. you can see that i've built uh let me see if i can turn that down a little bit that's not any better at all okay (laughs) come on i believe in you maybe if i put a piece of black thing underneath it anyway uh, you can you can basically build a multi-layered thing, and that helps a lot. There we go. That seems to be better. So, I'll just do that. How's that? There we go. So you can see the base starts here, and she's actually on the base. But mm-hmm. then the spot bot that I'm using as like sort of a rifle brace uh, is actually mm-hmm. three levels up. So you can you can oh, assemble oh. the the um, the resin base like detail out of these plates, which works for sci-fi games, less so for fantasy. Um, yeah. But, you know, there, there's some things that you can only really do with this kind of thing. And then, of course, if you make your own, uh, then, you know, whatever you want to do is fine. But nevertheless.
3: Yeah, that's one of those things that I like with. I won't do purchased resin bases anymore, but if I yeah. find STLs, oh that's sure. an
0: option. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And yeah. then, of course, if you have STLs, <laughs> so you can just make whatever yeah. you want.
3: Basically, it's now I have to really consider, okay, what's the long term in five years if this company goes under?
0: Yeah. Can yeah. I still get bases? Right. Learn, learn my lesson for sure.
3: Oh, goodness. Yeah, that's, that's been my hobby progress.
2: <laughs> well, excellent. I think that means, before we move on to the main feature and talk about Nucle, it's time for the Mythic Games sponsorship. I need to record to sing. Um, So here comes. Every week, Mythic Games provides one of our lucky listeners with $10 in credit to moe-games.com. All you have to do for your chance to win is join us live, participate in the chat, and type in the magic word that Nick is going to tell us right now. Nick!
3: Um, well, we are talking about resin bases, so we're going to go with the word resin.
2: Boom. Done. Alright. Boom. Type <laughs> and it word works. Resin. Yeah, sorry, not Frank is great. Um.
3: <laughs> I don't want to lie to people. Oh. oh. I love you, Frank.
2: <laughs> well, Go ahead and type in resin. John will hit the magic button in a second here and give away some sweet store credit. There you go. All right, John. Three, two, one, hit it.
0: Pew, pew, pew. It's Obadiah.
2: Woo, Obie. Congratulations. (laughs) I'll go ahead and get your info over to Ruben. And, of course, thank you all for uh, joining us for another lovely week. and participating in the chat mm-hmm. okay it's
3: what you've all
2: been waiting for
3: our main feature
2: excellent so we're here to talk about new coal yay new coal yeah so a lot of people were expecting us to go into south next or so that was kind of funny because we did north first and then it's like oh well south is the obvious one yeah like that would be true if we had more experience playing south Yep. so while i wait for my south army to appear uh bit by bit we will be talking about the armies that we actually have experience with so we're not speaking completely out of our asses so to make sure that we aren't talking totally out of our ass we brought nick on board because if there's anybody who knows nicole it is this fine gentleman
3: i have a slight problem on
2: that (laughs) 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 frank is like but i play south we have no experience playing against them. Um, so, <laughs> so Nick, why don't you uh, help us out and Phil, John and I who have read precisely zero of the uh, books about the lore and, and tax structure and social hierarchies of... I've, I've read people. a little.
3: <laughs> For those of you who are laughing at the tax structure joke, that's actually in there. Um, like, okay, that's you know. the level of detail it's got. Anyway... So, New Coal stands for the New Coalition, and it was founded in the year 1925 on Terra Nova. So, current heavy gear takes place in 1952, or 1951, I'm sorry, 1951, RPG Brain. It's 1925 for when New Coal gets founded, and it's centered in what's called the Badlands on Terra Nova. So, Terra Nova is a relatively dry, hot world. Most of the human population is centered around the poles where it's vaguely habitable. And in the middle is basically like band of desert, nothingness called the Badlands. The downside is that's where all the resources are. So there are these communities out there that scrape out a living. They're scattered, they're isolated, they're relatively small. And over the centuries, the North and the South have basically rolled over them in whatever number of world wars they keep fighting. So they're just constantly getting rolled over, and they really could fight back because we're talking cities in the couple hundred thousand tops, maybe in the low tens. When you've got the north, which is 105 million, there's no competition. Oh, wow. So what happened was after the War of the Alliance, which was the first Earth invasion, there was somebody now who could tell the north and the south to go shove it, and that was Port Arthur which had a small army, but it's all CEF tech. It's all Grells, so it's a very, very terrifying army. So with Port Arthur in play, a gentleman by the name of Royce Malcolm, who was the mayor of one of the city-states called Fort Neal, uh, it's kind of in the middle of that picture right there around the... Um, oh, yeah, it's a little dot. Yeah, it's Fort Neal. He went around on a tour to try and create a trade alliance and mutual defense pact, between the Badlands city-states in that region, and he had to bring Port Arthur on as a senior member to get everyone to agree with it. Because, like, okay, Port Arthur's got enough firepower that if somebody gets cute, Port Arthur can stop them. This little fledgling power essentially grew for a while, smaller communities joined in. It looked to be ready to fall apart in 1934, when the South, in response to a terrorist attack occupied the city of Lance Point, which is in kind of the center-ish, bottom right. Mm -hmm. It was a terrorist attack. The South moved in in a peacekeeping operation, and Port Arthur wasn't able to respond. Everyone thought, oh, this alliance is just a joke and a sham. And it didn't... That kind of kicked its growth down until the Polar War started in 36, when the North and the South just went at each other. New Cole circled the wagons, did its little trade alliance thing, and just tried to hunker down and survive this massive conflict. And they actually took the chance to grow. So some of the city-states that hadn't joined them, uh, the two big ones being Eric and Nineveh, which are kind of to the left on that picture, they're two oil towns, basically. Um, they're kind of the big players who hadn't joined New Coal yet. Were actually about to get assaulted by the north and the south, and turned into a war zone when uh, New Cole stepped in and basically in exchange for them joining New Cole Port Arthur backed him up saw off the invaders and by the time the war ended the people of New Cole realized that yes they can actually do what they intended to do and now that the north and the south are utterly devastated this is a massive economic opportunity interesting so New Cole basically funded the rebuilding of some of the of some entire leagues It was new coal companies that went in as contractors, construction, provided raw materials, all of it. And this massive boon in wealth gave them the chance to start up their own military, the New Coal Self-Defense Force, making their own line of gears and machines. It was shortly after this that the Humanist Alliance openly joined them. Um, Some of the Humanist Alliance officials had fled to them before the Polar War started but that was all pulled back in 1942 when Humanist Alliance military units actively began joining new Cole.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So you've got new has been added and that was the state they were in until the current invasion happened. Um, Port Arthur underwent a coup d'etat when the invasion started, the newest invasion in 1950, actually kicked Colonel Arthur, who's the, the leader of Port Arthur out and a large chunk of his forces were forced to leave um, they eventually regrouped at a place called Temple Heights and retook Port Arthur. The city basically, it wasn't destroyed because the cool thing about the Grells is when the Grell command structure moves, they just join the command structure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But they retook um, Port Arthur, and that kind of was the end of their involvement in the war until the battle around Temple Heights in 1951. Um, they didn't really get hit much because the CEF thought Port Arthur was going to join them. So there weren't a lot of we're, CEF units
2: there. We're back for you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they actually, they actually actually happened. There were a number of officers who took the chance to rejoin Earth who didn't want to go native. Well, they were mm-hmm. defeated, but that was a lot of what the CEF had banked on operating in that area. So now all of a sudden that entire region is just unoccupied by CEF troops aside from the occasional stragglers. And New Cole's last major offensive operation of note was the battle around Temple Heights, where the CEF launched a massive assault on the city for reasons that are not entirely obvious at this time. And they saw them off at heavy casualties. Hmm. So that brings us to the end of the existing timeline as we have it. New Cole has established itself as a power. That's kind of a, it's a Badlands self-defense pact trying to just keep the Badlands powers together. They've taken pretty serious beating at the hands of the CEF. There's a lot of internal troubles, and they're ready to go take on what comes next.
2: Right, so it's a little bit less of a, a unified front, I guess in a lot of ways similar to the North, where it's like, well, we, we we work together by by being close to each other and hating the people south of us, right? So yeah. uh, similar where where Nucle is, after the North and the South got done kicking each other's ass, they're like, Cool, now that you've been weakened, we'll uh we'll help you rebuild those cities for a cost. Um and
3: yeah, a, yeah, essentially, just just get off our lawn.
2: Yeah. And then uh, use the money that they gain from rebuilding them to establish themselves as kind of a kind of a third major player. Um, so on if you count East river, um
3: population-wise, the river population wise, new coal is about the size of the Western Frontier Protectorate. Yeah. But less unified and militarized um it's mentioned in the fluff that new coal by itself would be hard pressed to fight any one member state but they have enough firepower that anybody who tries to get cute is gonna they're gonna have problems
2: they're 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 not really powerful enough to take over everything but they're also just powerful enough to not get stomped on
3: yeah they're they're just good enough that's like it's not worth dealing with them it's worth just leave them alone Yeah. And, Excellent. yeah, I mentioned 4th Power because they, um, them and Peace River don't get along very well.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, there's basically a behind-the-scenes shadow war between the two powers.
2: Which who again, sorry? Peace River. New Coal and Peace River. And, uh, New Coal and Peace River, there
3: Peace we go. Because yeah. um, Peace is the other big Badlands power.
2: Yeah.
3: And it's an it Peace River's a company, basically. They didn't like these competitors coming in. <laughs> so they, like, raid New Coal outposts and blow up stuff.
2: So, within Nucle, we've got um, these kind of different city-state members, right? That are all kind of their own independent,
1: uh,
2: but uh, tied together through treaty. Um, so, you mentioned, uh, you briefly mentioned the Humanist Alliance are part of them. There's also Port Arthur Corps, um, and you also mentioned Temple Heights. We've also got Carradine. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. So, Carradine is the uh, arena city. It's actually basically run by organized crime. But the guy who runs it is trying to give it some sense of legitimacy by joining New Cole. Um, right. The biggest thing there is it, it's an arena gladiator, uh, gladiatorial city.
2: So it's it's, it's,
3: it's sorry. Oh, it's
2: like Las Vegas boxing matches. The city.
3: Yeah, but with guns and gears. Um, its army is actually all the gladiators and duelists going out to go deal with whoever's attacking them.
2: <laughs> so, get, get back, Earl we'll send Spartacus.
3: Basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah you've got Kira then you've got temple heights which is the home of the Qureshi, which are the sand people mm-hmm. uh, basically dude's coming out think from it yep um and then oh, you've God, got I a wait. bunch of smaller ones you've got uh prince gable which is the major economic hub you've got fort Neal, which is the major manufacturing hub lance point is an oil town um who am i i'm missing a bunch
2: all right those are all kind of considered the uh... Hard scrabbled city states.
3: Yeah, in, in, in the faction, there's Port Arthur's the biggest power. Temple Heights, Kiradin are both city states that have sub faction status because they're so different. And then everybody else is just lumped in with hard scrabble city states. Gotcha. Um uh, oh, they used awesome. to they used to all be their own sublists.
2: Oh geez. So at oh,
3: one time Nucle had oh, like 11 sublists.
2: That's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's, 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 yeah, that's a lot. to. I mean, like it's a lot to digest right now. Yeah, I mean, right I now just, it's a
3: lot, but it, that, this is the reduced list. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is the simplified one.
2: Holy cow. So uh, before we dig too far into the, the sub list, let's, let's take a high level uh, look at the rules. Right. So at a glance, at least from, from my perspective, I, I guess more of an outsider looking in new coal, in terms of its different sublists is actually a very diverse faction that the, the every new coal army is a bit different like pack is a totally different army than Carden, right mm. um, so it's kind of interesting from a gameplay or collector perspective because you can probably make three four different armies where you'd you know traditionally expect to be an army or a collection on a table um, and it'd all be nucle.
3: So it's kind of funny. If you take the North, the South, Peace River, and New Coal starter boxes, you can play those 100% in New Coal. Oh, wow. Yeah. All of them, all four of them. 100% of the models are New Coal compatible. The CEF one has a few. The 616s and the 95s are the rest aren't. But all those base Terra Nova, there is some combination of somewhere that you can put those in New And, yeah, that's kind of their shtick. Um, They're meant to be this—their models are, like, high-speed, highly mobile stuff, but the faction's identity is—it's just a melting pot.
2: Right. That kind of represents itself pretty well visually on the table because you have access to a a, a wide variety of tools, Mm -hmm. Uh, again, depending on the sublist. Because um, some sub, I mean, like, in what in some ways, Karadin is actually kind of the most unique sublist I think, because it doesn't have allies.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: um, it's it's not Karadin. One. Sorry. Nsdf uh, uh, Temple, Temple Heights. Uh,
3: and and uh, Nsdf doesn't have allies NSDF. either.
2: Nsdf. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get into all- so let's get into all this in a second. Let's talk about uh, as a as a whole. Like, what does New Cole have? If you, you know, if there there are three reasons why you're a new player, you're like I'm picking between these different factions, the models, all of them look cool. You know, what are the, the, the three the three things they're going to sell me on,
3: on New Coal? Okay, so just dealing with the in-house New Coal stuff. Sure. It's all high speed. Yep. On average, most New Coal models are faster, in some cases dramatically faster than their nearest companions and other factions. New Coal generally has high quality units. You are mm-hmm. not going to find a lot of chaff. You are not going to find a lot of cheap cannon fodder in New Coal. Sure. And then Nucol's going to combo this, like you've mentioned, with the fact that this is the core of the army. There's going to be a lot of flexibility within that. All of the different sublists are going to completely change how you handle this faction, even right. if you ignore all of their allies.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for, for me, I said um, speed. It's a very fast army. It is probably... It is the fast army, right? Uh, yeah. I mm. think in, in heavy gear. You can... So,
3: CEF is probably faster on aggregate. Yes. Yeah, um, it's the fastest Terranova faction, which is the gear
2: factions. Go. Right. Um, so it has those. It has Grells. Grells are cool. There's something that you know is normally only found in CEF, but if you want Space Marines in not CEF, you can get them here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and tanks. They've got tanks. They've got their own tanks. They've got other people's tanks. If there is a tank on Terranova, I don't think there's a tank on terra nova they can't take uh, at least in one of the sublists and damn near all of them in cef as well except for what the hhd i mean
0: they probably can't take like the super heavy
3: tanks out of north i'm trying to think oh, they, can, they can take a Vizic- think, i don't think you can take a Visigoth author an hour
2: i thought it was just uh
3: it's like a AR, T- ar9 or lower so it's usually ar9 or gear uh, usually okay. so the that... the heavy tanks are usually out, but you're yeah. serious thing. In faction, you're still getting heteroid. Yeah, you're still getting fusilier, you're still getting um Voltiger.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: All three of those tanks are high quality.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah they are. Okay.
3: On top of this, you get the LHTs from CEF just yep. passively. Yeah. Um, so the 67 and the 71. I use me some 71s all the time. Yeah, the LGs are, mo- are really good. Yeah. yeah, and then on top of all of this, um you get your Hussar Strider cuz new cold. But then you also get the Sagittarius and the Fire Dragon? Right. So there's a lot of these it, these centerpiece chunky models. You have a lot to pick from. Um even just passively in the faction, but yeah, there's there's no way to get Aller Visigoth, the HHT90, i mean you can get all of the all of the um the medium well, so
2: in in humanist alliance you can get all of this other models except for the uh the cobra and drake you can okay. get you can get all those um okay, so
3: there's the Visigoth. I,
2: and i think in i think in wh- which is the one that gets north in uh, the hcsa uh
3: that would be prince gable but it's got an ar9 cap on it
2: okay so so the only thing you can't really get is
3: a, a and Allers, it seems Basically, yeah, the rest right. of it's available in some way. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I forgot about the humanist because Humanists are like, welcome to New Cole. Yeah, New yeah, Coal right? is kind
0: of like the NA2 of heavy gear. You get a little bit of yeah. everything.
3: Yeah. Um, the, the trade-off you're going to get with New Cole is a lot of these sublists don't ha- necessarily have more rules than other factions. Right. Um, so a lot of their sublist bonuses are being taken up by allies. Yeah. So when you compare it to, like, Northern Lights Confederacy, there's not as much different interactions it's, it's what what other stuff do you get to take besides your normal faction and then yeah. plus a couple other things mm-hmm.
2: yeah so if, if new Cole has the the speed the tanks the quality the grells um what they lack is for me they, they lack actually kind of their own unit variety so a couple of the sublists really don't have access to any other additional units at all the uh those of the nsdf and uh temple heights you're you're only in faction there. Um so you're actually reliant on which sublist you take for which direction you can expand your army in outside of you know half a dozen gear options um and a few tanks.
3: Yeah, and yeah, to if be you clear, actually, those you are just take... go ahead. Sorry, John.
2: No, no, please.
3: no was about say, so, yeah, if you just take their in faction stuff, they're about the size of They're somewhere between like CEF and Utopia in size. Yeah. I think they're actually a little bit smaller than CEF. A little bit. But it's the fact that they just have a bajillion allies. There are a couple out of faction models that pop up elsewhere. Like they get Wildcats, Copperheads, and Boas. Sure, sure. But like if you just count their own stuff, man, there's not that much of it.
2: But it's all really good. It is (laughs) all
3: really good. Yeah. There's
0: no bench
2: warmers there at all.
0: No, certainly not. Uh, There are a few things that people looking at just the, like, I think really the, the issue is if you're just looking at specifically new coal units, if you're looking at the gear grinder and just scrolling through, you'll note a distinct lack of ECM, right? Your only yeah. option is the Jerboa. Jerboa is
3: Just
2: but, the one.
0: Yeah. Which is which is a great option, right? But you know, you have to import ECM from elsewhere if you want things that aren't ECM gears or something, right? If you want ECM... There, there's also
3: some weird role issues with the Jerboa. Yep. Yeah, like the baseline dreadnoughts are just recon and fire support, which causes some issues.
1: Yeah,
3: um, like there's some weird list construction problems with nucle. Um Right. They yeah, really. i got to throw TD in a GP if you want target designator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite allies, if I have access to North, is the Black Cat. Sure. Because it's a strike there with ECM plus. Yeah. I, I don't care about anything else. That's all I want out of it. Right, <laughs> like that's the level of, the, of where they're going with some of this stuff is because you don't have all of those tools, and you'd be surprised sometimes. It's also very heavy in the non GP roles, unlike um, in in house nuclear. It's just copperheads, um, and shusters for GP with shuster mark IIs also,
1: mm-hmm.
3: which sounds great, but that's not a lot. No, like, your, your GP squad is doing one thing.
0: Oh, it's got it's got hover bikes, but I guess mm-hmm. that's sort of not in right. in house. I mean, again, no, no, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just talking the, the in house yeah. New stuff. You're that yeah. really, you're really limited on that. Yeah, you um, could do hover bikes. You've got the Universalist always, but right.
2: Yeah, I would say another interesting thing about uh, New that I I think is easy to overlook is they actually have the widest variety of infantry in the game.
1: Oh, because sure. have got
2: the uni- They've got the universal infantry. Right with all of their upgrades, there's like 612 options right there, um, and then you've got all of basically all of the CEF infantry except for flails. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And you've got sand riders, which also means sand rider lizard riders. You've got Barnabies, which I guess aren't infantry, but
3: they're not infantry. But you've got the army that will be too, yeah. and Koreshi.
2: and Koreshi, which are s- scary. Scary little stupid, like one dude walking around just. Oh, I'll take down that gear. It's fine. I got it.
3: A couple N'Kureshi dropping out of a Titan is terrifying.
2: <laughs> the, the the I've I've only played against N'Kureshi once and it left a searing memory, <laughs> of just like, yeah, sure. I'll just go melee down that gear. Like I'll go beat it to death with my fists. It's fine. Like,
3: oh, it just cut a jaguar in half. Oh, oh, that's really yeah. bad. <laughs> and
2: the models are super cool. The models are super cool so yeah so that's their thing speed tanks gears quality but you, they're really looking to their allies for uh for basically everything else
3: <laughs> yeah you're gonna crunch uh, on the allies pretty hard if you have access to them yeah oftentimes, sometimes oftentimes um I, I found that i can do a lot of new coal in faction mm-hmm. but there are just some things you can't do like yeah. if, if you want a cheap gear your cheapest gear in-house is six points you don't have an ass. You don't even have strip downs. Yeah, yeah. There's no links.
2: Yeah, you've got to go for the, just the the straight um, chasseur. Yeah.
3: So copperhead uh, works too.
2: Yeah. So they're their faction general rules. Uh, we mentioned the the humanist influence. So they get access to uh, the fire dragon Sagittarius and Heteroi, which are all very cool. Um, basically, and a couple specifically fire
3: support. Yeah. Which i don't think those are available outside of fire support but they are specifically for fire support
2: yeah right. um they get access to the lhts which are great uh, one cool upgrade that they get that i think is a little bit i think underappreciated is their standardization rule where their light hover tanks can replace their particle accelerator laser cannon or rotary laser with a medium rotary cannon for minus one tv the reason why I really like that is because it's so like the MRL is cool, right? Like burst and advanced is rad. But a lot of times you'll want a burst weapon, but the secondary weapon is not burst. Right, on the on the LHGs. So this lets you modify where you'd normally get like a laser cannon, right? You could then throw a the rotary cannon on there instead and get your both your burst gun and I guess in that case it's the anti-tank missiles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is.
2: Or the uh, the particle I mean, particle accelerators are really good. They are so very maybe good. You don't. Maybe you don't want to give up that one, but you could Yeah. give up the particle accelerator and have a rotary cannon and air burst missile uh, set up, so that's pretty cool. But am quite a
3: fan of rotary cannon and double fry cannon.
2: Right. It just means that your your high burst weapon isn't also paired with your high burst weapon, right? You you don't only get the your burst weapon in addition to your frag cannon, which is effectively also a high burst weapon. Um, so it's kind of neat how it lets you split that up. And then of course the basic access to GPS out of CEF, which just means uh, Grells hoverbikes and F six sixteens.
3: Uh Two things. So oh. uh, point with the LHTs. Um, it's recon groups only.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That
3: is a mild headache when list building. Um, mm-hmm. I found myself not using them as much as you might expect. Um, one important one you're missing, though, with the um, the the CEF one is the HPC sixty four, which cool. is a really weird one, but it's a nice GP Force Commander because you can take a oh, command yeah. variant, you can you can vet it with e, um, with EW specialist, and it's sitting there. Doing its job basically. You can just sit there spouting out orders the entire game. It's got an artillery, you can take an artillery rocket on it. So its action could just be bomb something.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Do mm-hmm. the, uh, the HBC 64 Striker Command, right? Mm-hmm. You've got your your comms set up with uh, EW4 up. So it goes to two dice on threes, which is, you know, eight out of nine chance of uh, passing an order, which is a pretty solid. ECM, so it can defend itself a little bit.
3: And then, like I said, you can put artillery rockets on it. Yeah. Um, with the command, and then also um, usually just because if it's a force commander, I'll make it a veteran, and give it um, ECM spe- uh, EW specialist. So it's rolling three dice when it issues an order.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: It's not. It, it basically means it, I get an ECCM effectively. Right. Um, it's not the best commander Nucole can do, but it is GP.
2: Not bad. So. We talk a little bit about them and maybe some of the the more distinctive units that I think people that might jump out to people um, is for me the, the number one is the gerboa. Like I'm a I'm a huge fan of butt wheels on ferrets, so butt rockets are like two thumbs up.
3: <laughs> um, it's so funny story in universe. It's actually a jacked up ferret. Yeah, like yeah. they took it. They looked at the ferret and said, "We can do better." So they slapped rockets on it, and it did so well that it has to have its own racing circuit because it's not allowed in normal races.
2: <laughs> that's awesome i mean it's it's stupid fast right it's up there with the uh with the cheetah movement nine um has piloting the three up so it's gonna be hard to hit yeah it's, it's a stop. not agile it's not Sport. agile yeah which is which is a good note much like yeah. the ferret
0: you you may um, think it's agile it is not
2: yeah no it's not agile it's fast there is a difference um Yeah, no, but so, like, the stock one having ECM Plus and ECCM with sensors 24, like, it's a mean little EW platform.
3: Also, I love that it has Brawl minus one. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) That's not a typo. It rolls one less dice in there. Yep.
2: I mean, it can barely reach past, like, the front cone of of its stomach, right? Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, stop hitting my tummy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and there's some cool stuff with it because you can swap it. It comes with a rifle base. Yep. Which isn't a bad gun with its gunnery skill. You know, it's yeah. only gunnery are five. You, are you ever
2: going to shoot that gun?
3: Okay. Usually not that one, but you can also swap for a rapid fire bazooka, which has burst one, or a frag cannon.
2: So, yeah, I, I could see you taking a frag cannon.
3: I, I, I usually know, frag cannon it because it's like, yeah, you want to go commander hunting, bring it. I will fill you with buckshot. Right. That's like usually
2: that's... what I do. Is the the frag cannon? Yeah, which I think you have fired zero times. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But it's it's there, and it makes you think about
2: it. That's true. It so. is. It does give it a little bit of versatility, right? Because it, if you're at range or you want to be rifling things, anyways, like you can just ECM jam, you know, ECM attack them.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah, you're almost always better off with the ECM. But sometimes I've had a shoot around behind somebody and just unload a shotgun at point blank range in the back.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Shasser nice could tool. do
3: that. Shusser could do that, but you know, Jerboa's there sometimes. Yeah, but you took the Jerboa, so
2: yeah, right. And that—that that is what P performance looks like right there. Um, <laughs> I, I think another one is the uh, the Mark II. For me, it's specifically the Mark II with light particle accelerator.
0: Oh, the Ful- uh, Fulgurant?
2: The yeah, that is. It's a the model is awesome i think um on has has painted one a while ago that you still see pictures of floating around it is in the, the blue sea. and
3: white one i don't think was is it not at all it wasn't on an hell oh my god on North- hell did the drake if you ever see that one.
2: right right right
3: which cool thing if you ever look at the drake there's this little southern republic logo on its shoulder it's not a decal
2: that's I mean he's an insane painter. That
3: that meant yeah. Um but I Mark II is my favorite model in the game. I have sixteen of them. Good gravy. Holy cow. You see why I'm on here for the new whole cool episode.
2: Yeah. Yeah, right. It's um, it is not an accident. Actually, here, John, I'll go ahead and send you the picture of the um of the, the one I'm talking about that's painted ridiculously good. It's the it's not the Falgrin, it's the uh, the AA media modern canon version. But the model is just gorgeous. It is piloting three up Agile, so it it is a pain in the butt to hit. It's movement like... Is it nine?
3: It's movement nine.
2: Yeah, so it's like a movement nine Jaguar with a particle accelerator. It's only
3: Gunnery 4, but it's general purpose.
2: Yeah, and it's general
3: purpose. Oh, you also randomly have a jetpack if you ever have to go up.
2: It's jetpack 6. It's not an insignificant... Distance. So you can really get on top of most buildings.
3: I I run a group of these things in almost every army with the Jerboa behind them. So they'll jump up on top of a building. The Jerboa's not on top of the building, behind it, with them in the bubble. It's just down there cackling maniacally. There's just these three or four or Mark 2s They're just like, I'm on four dice pouting, three up Agile. Does it say
2: who painted that there? Mason. Mason, that's who painted it.
3: Yeah, that one. Um,
2: But yeah, so as far as like a a, it's a gorgeous model, and B, it's a really damn good profile. Um, I love the little air intakes on the sides of the knees, and then the exhaust on the back of the mm-hmm. kind of the back of the lower shin.
0: Can to get that hover?
2: Oh, it's such a cool model. Um, yeah, profile-wise, it offers it offers a lot. You can do an ECCM Comms Commander version of it as well, who's not terrible at giving out orders. You are still rolling three dice on fives um but that's a greater than 50 percent chance i think it's like 77 or something like that sure um
3: there's worse things to do with that
2: yeah and it for it's the movement nine with a particle accelerator that is just nasty so you can move 18 inches fire that another 24.
3: Mm-hmm. so one, one cool thing about nucle is that's there the baseline shutter is movement nine also with hover yeah just the shots are That That's what the new coal speed argument is. It's those two mostly. Um, stuff like bazookas, fry cannons, and grenade launchers, which usually need like an airdrop model or a special deployment because mm-hmm. they're so short-range, they're hard to leverage, are all now really live, valid options in new coal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there there is a reason why new coal is mostly limited to light bazookas.
0: There's a reason
3: they don't get snub cannons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you you can get uh, you can get airdrop on Chester Mark II's with all those tools, right? So, uh,
3: Mark II doesn't yeah. airdrop. It doesn't? No, it no, does it not. doesn't. No, it is not.
2: Yeah, the the air does.
3: But now the... you are playing New Coal, so usually there's going to be some shenanigans around it. But yeah, the uh, oh, I think yeah, yeah the Cura-CA, Cura-CA yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right, you're the right. Crossier airdrops.
0: I'm I'm I'm, that, I'm thinking of the SO versions.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that Mark II Flakette with the with the medium frag can, it comes with a uh, light hand grenade. You you can swap that for a light Panzerfaust, and mm-hmm. now you've got a damage eight AP three attack that you can deliver to the rear arc of something pretty mm-hmm. reliably. Yeah.
3: And these things are only clocking in at the nine to eleven point mark. Yeah. So they're not they're not that expensive.
2: Yeah, eleven for the uh, Fulgurant and then nine for the. The Thanks. light auto cannon, the medium frag cannon, or the light bazooka. Gross, gross. Mm-hmm. Such a gorgeous model. And I don't know. Is there? What, what would you say, Nick? Is your is your most iconic? New coal.
3: That would be the Hussar.
2: I knew you were going to say it.
3: I have a thing for the Hussar, which I don't know if John has a picture of the Hussar. There That's... he is. That's one of them. Um, it's a giant transforming tank. Yeah. i have seven of them
2: oh my god nice
3: yes 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 i do um one of each variant i have two lances and i have two ba- uh two of the uh base variants
2: holy cow okay so you like you like hussars
3: is what you're saying i have fielded five of them in one army once oh my god you monster oh lord it was five fire support groups of of hussar and then just the cheapest inventory i could put there
2: sure just times five Why
3: amazing not? amazing
2: so yeah, talking about these guys, I mean it's a strider, right? So you're looking at armor 10, 4-4 four, haul four, structure.
3: Okay, so point on this thing. Look at the piloting stat.
2: Four up is really high for a
3: strider. Yeah. It is really high for an armor 10 strider. Um, combine this with the fact that just base it comes with a heavy rotary cannon, which is a combo weapon with a heavy vibro blade mm-hmm. on a Brawl 1 model. So a lot of times the strider, the response to a striders to get close to it. You don't want to get close to a Hussar. No, 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 bad idea.
2: Yeah, it's competent in close combat with that yep. piloting a four and a brawl. Yeah,
3: yeah, Um. you have a heavy machine gun if somebody wants to get keep with infantry, and then pick a main gun. It's usually linked of some kind. Uh, the only one that isn't is the hammer, which just has a um, precise tank gun. It's not precise, just a regular tank gun, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it's precise. Uh,
3: just a it regular precise? tank gun. Is it, it, is, it, is, it
0: is not precise. precise, no
3: i didn't no. think so that's a heavy i think it's a heavy though isn't it it is There's it a is. light yeah so it's a hole puncher but well,
2: yeah. a, the link is actually the, the link is extremely relevant on the Skyhammer.
3: <laughs> literally the, all of them
2: yeah but the uh the heavy airburst missiles that are now linked so it can it can brace or do let them have it and get 2d6 on secondary targets
3: also it is guided, so if you're able to TD something with it.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. boom, gone. Yep. Is that six dice? Like two base. It's a oh, five lot. because it's it's a a lot. one frame direct.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Rose. It, it's it's a lot of hurt and pain. Yeah. And so, then my personal favorite one is the Lance, which just has a second heavy rotary cannon with Link on top and burst and um split three.
0: Well re- really it's it's four or more <laughs> heavy rotary cannons. It's just it's just, yeah, it's, just um, it's just modeled as one more.
3: We'll we'll get to this thing as we get closer down in the show when we start talking about armies. Um this has some terrifying implications in Kata, uh Kira Din army.
2: Yes. Yep. Or it to be a duelist.
3: Well no. Well, yes, uh-huh. it can be a duelist. The heavy rotary cannon vibroblade counts as a combo weapon for all duelist upgrades. Oh. Which means you can give it two of them. Oh, good gravy. With gunslinger.
2: Gross. And gross. I don't like any of that. Yep. So, yeah. So his R is big, it's stompy, and it fires lots of bullets in your general direction.
3: And then just the base variant has has a linked field gun. Just. Just a linked field gun. Just a linked field gun.
2: So, yeah, some really awesome models in there, and there, there's, I mean, really all of them are good. The thing is, like, every unit in the army
3: is worth taking, which is fantastic. I mean, um, it's kind of in that sweet spot where it, it's not to the point of overload, okay. where it has so many things that they're starting to overlap with each other.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. from the North
3: point. and south. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's all just quality. There, like you said, there's almost nothing I would contend is bad in the faction. There's a couple variants I look at and go, why?
1: Sure.
3: Mm-hmm. Um sure. Like one of the one of the landseers has an anti-personnel rocket launcher, and I'm like, yeah, okay, fine.
0: I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find a use for that thing. You'll see. You'll
3: like, see. Oh, oh no! I'm not saying it's completely useless. I'm just saying he's probably at the back of the roster.
1: Yeah, which means he's looking, at the front of my forward. roster.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's That's a landseer. It's a landseer. You play it in. Um, Eric and Nineveh, and you give it high octane and you just run a squad of these things at your opponent saying, I have Link Spike Guns. Right,
2: <laughs> let's go. Right. Oh, man. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about their sublists. lists uh, really quickly here. We've got New Cole, South Defense Force. They have veteran leaders, which is a pretty standard special rule. Uh, bait and switch. So, one combat group of all gears can recon deploy. That's kind of neat. Um, it, but or, most importantly,
3: uh, or special operations, it can do either.
2: Oh, is it recon or special? Oh, yeah. it is, you're right. Um, so that's a hell of a lot different now. Um, yeah, special operations deployment has my attention. Uh, and then the the last rule, the really the rule that I, I pay attention to when I look at the nuclear uh, self-defense force is they can stick Agile on any gear for a point. Yeah. Um, this doesn't mean you should stick Agile on every gear for a point. You'll be out of points. But it does mean that you can do nasty things like have an Arbalistier, which is already hard to hit, now not even getting hit on MOS zero attacks.
3: Yep. It keeps <laughs> it alive a lot longer than it uh, normally would. Yeah. Give how common is, that is. This is my default sublist for Nucle, just because it plays with the in house stuff. It doesn't play with allies. You know, it's, it's, it's no allies. There's just no allies on there. Um, Veteran leaders is pretty cool because it gets you the extra order. Mm-hmm, um, sure. And one one thing with new call is because the stuff is so fragile, having that pocket reroll when you need it is very important. Sure. sure. So sometimes that arblestrier is going to get hit, and if he has a reroll from an order just because of the veteran leader, fantastic. Um, bait and switch. This is just some janky things. Um, yeah. It means you can recon deploy anything, essentially. Flank is really good, um, but one of the things with Nucle is, particularly with stuff like the Chaucer's and all that, because it's so mm-hmm. fast, if it starts further up the table, mm-hmm. I can go anywhere. I, I just start the game going yeah.
2: anywhere. Yep. Yeah, think about that that Mark II that moves 18 inches, starting also halfway up the board, which means it can top speed six inches into the enemy deployments on a turn one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gross.
3: Yeah. And then, I mean, like you said, one point purchasable agile. I have three favorite targets for this. Jerboas. Mm -hmm. Because Jerboa doesn't have Agile, it can get Agile all of a sudden. Arbustrier, like you said. Um, Arbustrier is piloting four compared to most other, like, King Cobra equivalents. Giving it Agile really helps it.
2: Yep.
3: And I like to put on Copperheads.
2: Hmm. Okay.
3: Which sounds a little weird, but... They
2: have that piloting three up.
3: Well, they have a piloting three up, and you can take the Arena Specialist to give them a shield. Oh. So it's eight points, a GP model, piloting three up with a shield and agile.
0: Yep. We know like gladiators are Arbor- good.
3: <laughs> and, 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 oh, and by the way, it's I think it's it, it upgrades. It's, it's like an upgrade melee weapons or brawl or something like that. I'd have to go back and double yeah. check her off the top of my head. But I mean, the like, point is only
2: that five, but you can't hit me,
3: right? Yeah. Uh, so the arena pilot it comes with brawl one passively. It upgrades to a medium vibroblade and picks up a shield. So nasty. That with agile for eight points.
2: Yeah, run in there and and melee down somebody else's ECM models. Things that are out there providing ECM plus that are Mm -hmm. keeping you from shooting them. So I think I think the uh the nuclear self-defense force, if you is kind of the army, if you want to play nucle and don't want to also play south or CEF or north
3: yeah you don't funny. want to have a, yeah. a small stroke as you're trying to build an army because it's like, oh my god, what do I not get
2: yeah if you want to, it's it's one of the two armies where if you want to play nucle and not nucle and friends then then that's the that's one of the ones to look at the the thing is like the the other two bonuses are fairly minor, but it that agile can be a, a can be a pretty big game changer um
3: it's weird because it almost makes Nucle just play like a vanilla force. It kind of almost feels sure. like that at times.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That just because that agile, I rarely put agile on more than three models in a list. Yeah, it really is that just that specific. Um, bait and switch. I'm going to recon deploy something because why the heck not? Yeah, sure. But I, I have better recon deploy options though. We'll get to sure. the stuff later on. Um, you can do better recon deploy. Um, veteran leaders. I mean, it's cool but right. you can actually get other stuff in there that does the same thing. But, like, none of it... is a big deal, but even then, it's not being applied across an entire army. Like, of, of all the effects, this is the most subtle.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But it yeah. does a lot with what it does.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, that's, uh, that's self-defense force in a nutshell. The Humanist Alliance is the first of the combo factions. This is the one where if you're like, I don't know, should I play New Cole or South? And the answer is apparently humanized. Um, So they get access to. I'm going to start with actually the kind of the later ones is that they basically get access to everything in South except for the Drake and the King Cobra. Mm -hmm. So if you buy the South starter pack and the New Cole starter pack, you'll only not be able to use the King Cobra.
0: You can't use recon stuff too either, apparently.
3: You can't use pure recon or special right. operations stuff. Yeah. Which there use there use are
2: a few non-recon like roles.
3: Yes, yes. Well, it has to have the non-recon role. Yeah. So there's a few things that that doesn't quite hit. Like um you can't get chameleons. Uh chameleons just off the table because he's recon and right. special uh special force, uh special operations only.
2: And you're going to want things like striking iguanas or littered iguanas, things that are that are recon plus something. I mean, they all have recon and fire support. But you don't want iguanas fire support. Um you can. You can. Just
0: pair it with a big fire support thing, fill out that group, right? Right. Very reasonable.
2: Um, so, yeah, they get access to a lot of South, except for the, the Drake and King Cobra. Um, they can take Jaegers in any role. Um, but the big things is for me, it's the, wrote the book. So any two models per combat group can be veterans. So this is actually a more flexible version of veteran commander or veteran leaders. Yeah. For veteran leaders, you can have two veterans because you can have two leaders in a group. Well, they can have any two models that they want in the combat group be veteran not just specifically the leaders. So that's pretty handy. Yeah, you, know, you can have your leader be the guy that sits back and issues order and then throw a veteran on the dude with the gun, right? Um there sagittarius is fire dragon and heteroi, i.e at most one model per army <laughs> will will <laughs> be able to buy uh react plus for a
3: point i've done multiple heteroid builds before sure uh, but yeah yeah it's you not can gonna on, yeah. you can I, i've never put two fire dragons or two sagittarius on the table
2: sagittarius are nasty but they already have like three
3: actions yeah um so it's really cool, but usually I don't want to duplicate of the same strider. I yeah. want a different strider.
0: You only want to yeah. duplicate if it's a
3: Hussar.
2: Right, exactly.
3: <laughs> and even then it's a different variant on the Hussar.
2: Um, so th- that, I mean, that special rule, it's cute. Um It's its not a big rule. You're really taking this army because you want the access to access the South. Um, and there wrote the book. Also, if any of those same three models, the Sagittarius, the Fire Dragon, the heterite are veteran, they can get a uh, crack shot, which is precise, or ace gunner, which is stable, without having to be duelists. That's kind of cool. Like I might consider taking a, a Heteroy with React Plus and a stable heavy rotary cannon.
3: Yeah, that, that was my that's that's what I've done and done is or take, precise heavy rotary you cannon. You take the you take the React Plus on precise or precise and stable. You could do both.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um heavy rotary cannon. It's a really expensive model, but it's a really nice zone control piece. It's also because all of a sudden there's, yeah, yeah, there's just this five dice rotary cannon sitting out there, and it's a veteran, so it's got to reroll if it needs it.
2: well, with that react plus you can you can throw that into a focus on the rotary cannon and throw mm-hmm. a six dice precise heavy rotary cannon at something that and, will <laughs>
3: fuck it up and then and then still get a reaction because it's a base react uh, action two tank,
2: yeah, exactly
3: there, there, yeah, there's stuff there, but you're right. it's it's not the most exciting bonus.
2: yeah. And again, you'll you'll take you might take it on one thing, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. So you really take humanist alliance because the vet, the 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 flexible veteran rules and the access to South models.
3: Mm-hmm. There's
2: a lot of cool stuff in South.
3: Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is stuff that well, when I cherry pick for okay. allies, South is usually the one I'm going to.
2: Yep. That makes sense. And they just have such a really great variety of gears. You know, like that's something I've noticed coming to South from North. You know, slight tangent. Um, North is like, you know, thirty-one flavors of punch the person in the face, right? Like, do I want do I want a bear or a tiger, right? It's like I don't know. Like, they all just punch the person in the face. What flavor of punch the person in the face do you want today? Um, but having access to South as allies, they actually have a, a little bit more, um, I guess, nuance to their their gear builds
3: there's a lot of very strange South Gears that do radically different things. Yeah. Because you, nice. you can talk, like, Salamanders, you can talk um, fertilants. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge range, and that's not even the craziest you can get in South.
2: Yeah. Um, like,
3: uh, of, of all of the allies of the Terra Nova factions, the South is the one that, like, if, if I'm cherry-picking from somebody, it's usually South.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I love be some bushmaster cobras. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> I mean heavy, Very you good. heavy, rotary
3: Well, no, it's funny because you could bushmaster, bushmaster, Chevrolet a hammer, Chevrolet a hammer. Yeah. As one combat group, and just say hi.
2: We've got four right. field guns, two rotary cannons, two heavy rifles.
3: Um, nice. You've also got the artillery rockets on the yeah. ships. Oh yeah. So you've still got that.
2: Oof. Okay, so John, why don't you take it away with part with uh, pack since this is the army you've been dabbling in with lately?
0: Sure. So basically, these are the folks that hang out at Port Arthur. Uh, it's all the remnants of all the C.E.F. forces, uh, and as well as all the all the stuff they scrounge from the north and the south, or uh, all that kind of thing. So you get basically all of the allies you would really want. So if that's probably the thing to note first, um, basically anything that's a gear that isn't special for uh, special operations, you can get from north and south as long as it's AR nine or less, which is like all the things except for strategists, basically.
3: It it is every gear, and there are no SO-only gears I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, so you have basically the entire north-south library, with the exception of Striders. Um, Striders and and tanks, tanks. yeah. 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 And vehicles, yeah. Um, You also can grab all of the things from CEF that don't have flail brains, effectively. So no flails, uh, and none of the flail-piloted drones, and then you don't get the um, Paragon or the HST 90 So you have access to basically all of the cool CEF tanks. You don't get to give them A&N upgrades. uh, And you don't get flail, which are really cool. But you get all the other things, which is awesome. Uh, You can make those things better by spending one TV to improve the gunnery of a Grell. So you go from gunnery 3 to gunnery 2 because shoot better. Why not? Um, (laughs) And uh, because it's a tank heavy faction, or at least can be played as such, uh, if you want to make your vehicles better at going through terrain you can do that by spending a tv and basically ignore movement penalties that generally only happens with hover tanks uh if you are going through like area terrain uh because usually the mm-hmm. hover tanks come with hover right uh, which lets you ignore terrain less than an inch and also they oftentimes come with jump jets which lets you ignore more terrain um
3: so there's yeah, also can... only three tanks that can actually benefit from it
0: yeah it's 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 pretty pretty maybe uh, four Pretty table dependent. So if you if yeah. you need this, uh, you are you know who you are and uh, it, you you know why you want it. But in general, it's something that you you don't generally need to spend uh, a bunch of time thinking about. Uh, but the 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 quote unquote penalty is that you are stuck with a um, a commander driving a vehicle. It Doesn't actually have to be a hover tank. With the you know don't let the name fool you. Uh, the name is Hover Tank Commander, but you can be a commander in, in any old vehicle. Um, yeah.
3: Volsaker so, makes a really good commander in that role.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that later.
3: <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah. Port, Port is there Port? a Volker CV? Yes, there is. Yeah, and it uh, has an ECCM. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is this is the post-trial of the start when I mentioned a lot of new cool stuff. You're taking slots with allies for your rules yeah um Hover tank commander isn't really a bonus no it's not entirely a penalty yeah so it's kind of indifferent tank jockeys i've literally never used it yep i've literally mm-hmm. never heard of anybody using it and something to prove only matters if you have a million grell and you're not taking pack to do that so literally the only thing this sub does for you is the allies access
0: which is which is pretty big
3: which is pretty it's big yeah not i'm gonna big. lie but this is your trade off yeah you're not doing anything else aside from what it says on the box
0: yeah right but if you have something that you like cuz we just talked about how uh new coal has trouble filling some roles in its in its new coal only roster well mm-hmm. now you have yeah, basically three other armies worth of rosters to fill those roles right so like i need an ecm thing go get any number of ecm things from three factions and and you'll be fine, so, oh, yeah, so totally. yeah. So so pack is definitely like the I I want to uh to pick the unit that is most optimized for my playstyle from these three, three factions, and I will play that unit. Uh, and and so this is great for people who have all those factions. Um, you certainly don't need to go get all those factions to play pack competitively. Um, no, you know, like it's it's really it's re- this is really the NA two. Uh, like the epitome of NA2, right? You're like, oh, I have, I have, uh, uh, I, I'm a South player. Uh, I really like the look of Chasseurs. I would like to expand into New coal. I like the idea of having a butt rocket on my recon gear. I want the Jerboa. I'll go buy the New coal starter pack. Now I'm playing, uh, now I'm playing Port Arthur Core and I can play myself as well, which I already own and painted, right? So I can expand into a different force and get a different flavor for how to play myself in a different, under a different umbrella so to speak. Uh, for me, I mean, this is exactly how I got into Nucle, was oh, I can continue playing CEF, I just get some gears now, because I, I personally don't like the look of frames, so if I can do a, a skin swap, right, like this is a video game or mm-hmm. something, and put
2: in put
0: in uh, Nucle gears for my frames, I'm very happy and uh, I get to play the same forces I was playing last game. So
2: Yeah, it's kind of both the, uh, the min-maxers blessing and curse. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like you can their their advantage is for any one job that you would want to, to a gear to fill, they can take like you said the most optimal of three different factions worth of gears
0: and, and it's it's Which hard is... to define optimal when i want I, I want to be clear right. that when I say optimal, I mean optimal for your playstyle, right? like you really like this gear. you know exactly how to use it, you know where it fits, you know how to deploy it, you know how to move it around the table, run that gear right mm-hmm,
1: it's, mm-hmm.
0: it's not like it's not like the lion is the best gear. Period, right? It's very, very good, but no, it sorry. won't work for everybody.
3: Yeah, that, That's something I found with pack is that, and just allies in general, the access goes a long way, but it doesn't go all the way. Like yeah. Ultimately, yeah. one of the things with heavy gear is it tends to be very conservative on its point costs. Stuff tends to generally be over-costed as opposed to under You can pick the best of the best, but you don't get the combo potential you see with the sub-lists. You don't get the Warrior Monk of the NLC. You don't get any of the other crazy stuff you can see elsewhere.
2: Yeah, You don't get the fancy things. Mm
3: -hmm. If you want no frills, just my stuff does what it says on the box. Go. Pack is kind of your dream. Yeah. (laughs) That's
2: why I play Pack. In the total opposite direction of no frills, let's talk about all of the frills with uh, Carradine. So... (laughs) there's only three rules for this faction and these three rules are, are huge. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll go from the bottom up because the last, the, the, the top one is really the one. So the first thing is they have to take assassinate. Yep. That's the thing. It's actually kind of cool because then you could take, uh, depending on how you build your list, if you have a minimum number of fight, you know, of groups to generate your secondary or your, uh, your objectives, then this lets you manipulate that in some way. So you could take fire support group and still have access to assassinate instead of wipe them out.
0: So that's Which is very scary (laughs) if you have a bunch of fire support groups on the table.
2: Yeah. Um, The second one is a very exciting one. They can have a duelist that is a strider. Literally any strider from North, South, Peace River, or New Coal.
3: The rule is called the Brute. There are some fantastic candidates out there. (laughs) Yes.
2: Uh, oh, oh like where do you begin? Like I just uh,
3: I, I contend there's two there's two really good ones and all of the rest of them are awesome. Like okay. <laughs> Hussar,
2: yep, and yeah, of course. Sure. And what the Cataphract.
3: Man, Those see I was thinking the, the Drake. The Drake's a good one too. Um,
2: because it does everything and a mammoth.
3: You can do some janky stuff with the mammoth, yeah.
2: I mean, you can do some, you want to go with Jank, like, what if you go with, like, a, a Red Bull heavy anti-tank missile that's precise? Yes. Right? Like, there's. Because
0: you so, you absolutely yeah. needed it deleted.
3: Yep. <laughs> what I like about Voltiger and what I like about um Cataphract is you have the defense, or um, not Voltiger, Hussar is defensive ability. True. Because, like, a, a Red Bull is just going to sit there. He's going to get shot. A uh, Husar, yeah. on the other hand, at piloting four up, who can all of a sudden take a shield and be agile, because he's not lumbering.
2: You can have a, you can have an agile shield Red Bull. You can have an agile shielded Thunderhammer, which is a weird thought, but there it is. um So, all right, really, the reason why you go for Kira is this Heroes of the Arena rule. Yeah. Uh, just is, a
3: note here: you can't push oh, yeah. the envelope, for Red Bull, because it's lumbering.
2: Oh, boo. Okay. Well, here's the arena. um Your army can have any number of duelists. Unlimited. They cannot be independent operators, which is a huge deal. Uh, I think if they could all be independent operators, John might play this.
0: I would play this exclusively.
2: (laughs) (laughs) My least independent operator activates and deploys smoke, your activation.
3: Yes, exactly.
2: Um,
3: How many activations do you have? 12?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um... And then, most importantly, the duelist can be any gear from North, South, Peace River, or New Cole. This, like the hobbyist in me, wants carried in so bad, just to make all kinds of stupid conversions.
3: If you're that person who conversions, you like coming up with a backstory for every guy in your army, this, yeah. this sublist is like crack you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: Everybody's a dualist. So there's some cool things with that. Um, you can make every model in the army a duelist if they're in a gear and if they'll have the veteran trait. So it's kind of the elite force.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, there's a really cute thing about that, though. The thing that I love about the veteran trait is that it means that if you think about it just from the perspective of allies, as allies, they have access to every model that already has veteran for yep. zero additional points.
3: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can jump off the deep end hard with the sub list
2: no sure i mean like like black cats black cats are a veteran mm-hmm. and they're gears so guess what oh, there's some cats.
3: really messed up iguana variants that are veterans
2: yeah, yeah. the was it the chatterbox or was it the black uh
3: so i think weasels black box and lidded are both veterans yep. um one of my favorite ones to do with this is to take all mp years and make them all duelists?
0: Oh. litted in the rapier. Solidd in the rapier.
3: rapier. Yeah. Because was... you can do stuff like I have an entire army of duelist iguana MPs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds stupid. It sounds stupid, but then you look at the Frank Frank go, is already on board. Oh god.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. I think you've sold sold him on it. Uh Nemesis Jaguar. Yep. Right? Yeah. Right? Are fantastic. They come with two actions. I weasels for me are still a huge one. A nine point. Uh, ECM, ECCM with thirty-six inch sensors. Yes, like there's just so many good gears. Like mean, all the, mo- you know, all of the huge gears, right? The King Cobras, the Kodiaks, um, things like the the Fiendalians, Harriers. Oh, it just goes. Shinobi, I think, are all veteran. Mm-hmm. It just goes Stop. on. So like, and and we're talking about units that they get access to that they don't actually have to pay to upgrade to be a duelist because they are already veteran. Yep. So that is a a stealth really good rule and they're all going to be veteran you know they're all going to be duelists on top of that so they get access to extra upgrades which I probably 99% of the time won't even take right like they're just dishing out skill points as it is you don't you can't spend so many points on upgrades you don't have any points left for the rest of your army um Nick Nick can tell us about that with hard a little later um but yeah it's a it's a weird army, but it is absolutely the, uh, it's kind of a combination of a really good army, I think for competitive players, there's probably some really cool things you can do with that rule from a, you know, from a winning the game perspective, but um, from a a hobbyist perspective, I think this army is up there with with legalists when it comes to bottomless opportunities to convert miniatures.
0: Yeah, There's I think I think. Uh,
2: sorry, sorry
0: I, I think I think you go you get into this uh, after you you you've got a few games under your belt, right? You really know what you like. You know what you're optimizing for. Sorry, you were, were going to say, Nick. I was about to
3: say, this is every game kind of wants this ideal between fluff and functionality,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and Kata is kind of this weird sweet spot where it works. CATA actually does work, but if yeah. you want the ultimate fluff army, it's the same thing. Yeah, Like it's, it's got enough teeth to play with anything else while still letting you do whatever the heck you want, basically with the fluff.
2: Sure. Yeah. It's it's almost the more you abuse it, the more fluffy it is.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is sort of
0: like the roll your own space Marine chapter sort of thing, where you're like this duelist (laughs) did this thing. And I wrote the backstory and you know, like these guys have a rivalry, so they're never in the same combat group.
2: That's funny. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool army. Um, this is very. I, I often, vacillate. I'm mean, being like maybe I should just pick up a couple more random duelist gears to keep converting, and eventually I'll have a Caradine army.
3: I mean, if you just buy everything that looks cool, you can just play Keradin. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I've I've been buying everything that looks cool, and now I have too many models. Um, so <laughs>
3: yeah, if you're if you're a magpie,
2: Caradine is, yeah, right? is the way to go. And this is actually it is really cool though, right? Because you do get all four of the Terranova factions worth of gears, so it is literally like. Pick a gear that looks cool. You can use it.
3: Yeah. You don't get black talents. So that's it. That's the only restriction.
2: Yeah, right.
3: But that's kind of okay. Shucks.
2: Yes, that uh, is kind of okay. So, Nick, can you tell us about Temple Heights? Because this is a sub list where the rules really intrigue me, which then makes me more curious about the background.
3: Like, okay. There's, there's what I so, want
2: to do with it and what, what I'm told it is.
3: Yeah, so Temple Heights... Um, the rules at the rules have to start. Um, so let will start at the bottom and work our okay. way up. Once again, something to prove. This is the same rule that Port Arthur Corps has. If you're a Grell, which includes the hover bikes, you can increase your gunnery skill by one.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, cool. cool. Home turf. One combat group of all infantry may deploy using special operations deployment uh, flank. Okay, cool. Local militia. You must include one combat group of four infantry models. You may select any role for the infantry to use.
2: That's pretty cool. That
3: Mm -hmm. means you can take. If you want to cherry pick an objective.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Um, Also, this faction tends to get a little overloaded on the non-infantry model point costs. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of encouraging you to do something you should do anyway with it, like a couple infantry squads, some grells, um, lizard riders.
0: Yep.
3: Mm Lizard riders are infantry. The big rule is Janite pilots. Any gear in this force with one action may upgrade to two actions for two TV. Whoa. Okay. Hot points here. Um, number one, that includes Chevaliers. Yes. Who have React yes. Plus. And it is as stupid as you think it sounds. Uh, Jerboas with two actions are really annoying.
2: Yes. Both of those things are, are amazing.
3: Yes. Um, I've gotten some really good mileage out of Lanceers with that. Sure. Because I can just, the spike guns can go twice. Mm-hmm. Oh. So up to you, and oh, I hit listen, you with the dual spike that. guns twice.
2: I was like, um, you know. You don't got two guns, Lieutenant Dan. Like, How what do you,
3: you don't? But you just grab. But you, somebody you have your... two spike guns. Yeah. Uh, well, you you have a you have a linked spike gun, and melee weapons can be used multiple times. Yep. So it's it's like AP four or something like that. Yeah. It just walks up, linked, wham! Oh, I can do that again, wham!
2: That's that's clever. That's clever. Okay, I like that.
3: It's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, yourself. think that likes to focus. Um, I've done these on Chaucer Mark II's a fair bit. Sure. uh, The Fulguron. Mm -hmm. Just to say, I'm going to focus, I'm going to hit you with this particle accelerator. Yep, yep. Now all of a sudden the Lancer is really going to hurt. Yes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, You mentioned the fluff. So Temple Heights is a city-state that's basically, again, think Fremen from Doom. Okay. Uh, The Sand Riders are these people who live out in the desert. They're kind of keep to themselves. Nobody's entirely sure where they came from, but they're obviously human. They obviously came there at some point from colonies, but they aren't affiliated with any major power. They're essentially desert warfare specialists. They have access um, to—they've actually weaponized something called white sand, which is a corrosive sand that they actually fire out of their weapons.
2: They are walking war crimes.
3: They are walking war crimes, um, but they're all highly trained combat specialists, and that's the Janite part of this, where it's like they're all these kind of almost elite Zen warrior monks going in. And if you're lost in the desert and the Kreshe finds you, they'll they'll bring you back there, and you can join them. Um, a bunch of Grells have joined them.
2: It's like, do you Just have another lost option? Lost
3: travelers? Um, eh. there, there's questions around that. Um, the well, city you can itself. Find them. Well, it's an open city. They um they're actually yeah. major their their major industry is tourism. It's a giant archaeological hub, so people just that's go funny. there, and it's like, um, what is that city in like New Mexico that's like in the in the cliffside? I cannot Savannah? remember. Oh, the, those those types oh, oh. of cities yeah. in the American Southwest. It's kind of like that. It's just like an archaeologist, like it, it's just like a theme park for them, basically. Sure. On top of you know local cuisine, local fashion, stuff like that. Like it, it it's a tourist hub actually. But the basic residents, which mostly kept to themselves, are the Qureshi. Now, there's some more to it than that. There's the group, the end Qureshi, who are this kind of a warrior elite. And if you read Perfect Storm, there's some other stuff going on. Um, there's more going on behind the scenes on Temple Heights. But think Fremen from Dune with giant robots.
2: Hmm.
3: But yeah, um, extra action for Plus Two TV.
2: So, yeah, it's interesting because... I think of almost very few, I would say very few sub-factions of the game actually have strict requirements. So we mentioned that PAC has the requirement to take a, a commander vehicle, right? And Temple Heights is required to have a combat group with at least four infantry in it. Yeah, Mesa Verde, there we go. Um, so y- you are kind of tied into this requirement, but being able to deploy infantry as special operations is a big deal. Especially when those infantry are gonna be Nkaroshi um or Sandriders or Grells with gunnery too.
3: Yeah, N'Kirushi, sand Sandriders, and Grells are the big three major offenders there. Um Nkureshi are for those who you not familiar, it is a single infantry model on a base. Yep. Yeah, one dude. They can literally carve up gears
2: do not do not like yeah so just to <laughs> just to
0: close it out uh mesa Verde is the thing we were talking about earlier for all the folks on the podcast
3: yeah um, basically think think of this something like this um it's massive archaeological ruins it's implied they have something to do with like with the stone heads and stuff like that're
2: mm, so. Allegedly. They, are,
3: allegedly. they are the mysterious desert people I mean they're the ones responsible for the stonehead Wi-fi <laughs> wait what there's a there's a joke conspiracy theory in Heavy Gear floating around that the uh, Stoneheads would give off, like, Wi-Fi or something like that.
2: Oh, there we go. They're just hotspots.
3: The uh, Stoneheads are basically, like, think, think the, the uh, Stoneheads on, like, um, the Easter Moe Stoneheads or something like Easter Island. They're just sitting around in the desert. Everybody's like, where the heck did this come from? <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, it's a pretty... I think that this is, like, a, a stealth OP list. Uh, maybe not necessarily OP, but but pretty flipping close. Like The, the only thing that re- to me that really reigns them in is their complete lack of allies.
3: So it's it's funny. Of all of the nucle sublists, there's an... Ar- so PAC and NSDF draws people's attention a lot. Mm-hmm. I think there's a strong argument that those are actually the two weakest sublists. Interesting. Humanists may be the one that's sitting in there trying to argue with them.
2: Mm-hmm, but
3: mm-hmm. Temple Heights... Heart scrabble city states and CATA can do some really messed up stuff
2: sure yeah so hardscrabble city states when i looked at this page and i was making the notes of this episode i was just like rules the sub list
3: shall i explain please okay <laughs> please so do. if you're familiar with how northern guard work it's kind of a similar to that when you build a Heart scrabble city state army every combat group you build you pick a city state and there's five there's four choices Lance point Fort Neal, Prince Gable, and Eric and Nineveh. That combat group gets the associated bonuses of that particular city. So, for example, Lance Point gets Ally South, so any South model that's AR-9 or less. And if the combat group's composed entirely of gears, it can use Recon Special Deployment. And that only applies to that one combat group.
2: Okay, okay. So any, any Southern gear, but... Any, so southern any southern model
3: model model, model. are nine or less well
2: that's gonna cool because that still includes the uh, like the recon hun i think the stock hun is also recon
3: uh it's not so like the roles oh. it, it, it's the um yeah. it's oh, the that's right. armor. You all gears yeah. there,
2: you get the recon yeah. deployment so
3: it's, if it's all gears you get a recon deployment right okay okay um we've got fort neil so fort neil um they get sidewinders and ferrets in addition to all the the regular stuff, and those are just the normal Sidewinder and Ferret. Um, Up to two models in this combat group can purchase the VET trait without counting against veteran limitations, so it's like the um, Humanists. Mm -hmm. And Samson's in this combat group, Samson's the APC, can purchase the Agile trait for one TV. Moi, this is that cherry pick two Vets in a combat group, kind of like the Humanists. Yep. Um, You've got Prince Gable, which is Allies North uh, Armor 9 or less. Okay, cool. Um, this is funny. Any commander in this combat group without a setup can purchase comms and setup for one TV total. Okay. They both count as aux. Well, it lets you make a commander out of anything.
0: Yes. Yeah. It, also, it also lets you make a forward observer out of anything.
3: It does. And then if we go to one more, one mall in this combat group can upgrade its EW skill by one, one time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Interesting note with this, it doesn't have to be the same guys as before, and there is no cap. If you're mm. EW3+, you can drop to a two with hackers.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
3: Um, so you mentioned forward observation. Sure. I'm EW2. Bring it. <laughs> yeah. I'm EW2 with an ECCM. This is happening.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, and the last
3: one is Eric and Nineveh. Um, so they get pick an ally, north or south, same requirements as before. Personal equipment, two models can purchase the vet trait without counting against veteran limitations, so much like Fort Neal. Um, however, the bottom one, high octane. Add plus one to the MR of any gear in this combat group for one TV. Hmm. So, Speed 10 chasseurs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Speed 8 Lanciers. Uh, all of the North and South stuff, you could potentially put plus one speed on There's some really janky stuff there.
2: Yeah, Speed 10 Cheetahs.
3: Speed 10 Cheetahs. Um, yeah. Again, another really good example. If you want to do a close combat army with a bunch of MPs, sure. give them all plus one speed. Mm-hmm.
2: That's What's... interesting. I'm actually less less drawn to that as I am to the two veterans. Mm-hmm. So, like the movement rate is cool, but uh, and it could also be a table dependent and play style dependent thing, because for me, a lot of times I'm not using my full movement rate, right? Because I'm trying to maintain cover.
3: Uh, okay. I mean. So there's some. So I want to mention, I want to point out one cool thing about this sub list before we go any further. You can pick the same combat group multiple times for the same uh, same uh, city state. So if you want to do all Lance Point or all Eric and Nineveh, you can do that. that.
0: Sure, sure. But you can't you can't pick Prince Gable and Eric and Nineveh for the same combat group.
3: Correct. You pick one, you pick one of the four for each combat group, but you can pick the same one multiple times.
0: Yeah. So I guess I guess, you know, your earlier statement about saying that this that this is more powerful than pack is true if you don't care about the CEF stuff. You if basically, you don't care about the yeah.
3: CEF stuff, you also notice that all of them have a relevant bonus outside of the allies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So two of them have access to the veterans. One of them is the movement rate. You've got Prince Gable with the hacking and the four dot and the um comms, and then Lance Point just pathfinds everything. Mm-hmm. Or just recon deploys everything. So there's a relevant bonus on top of that, and that's the thing with pack is if you're not concerned about the CEF. By the way, you're still nuclear. You still get the LHTs and the GP stuff. Yeah. You're only missing the MHTs right. and and the and the hover car. Why why not hard scrabble city states and get a relevant bonus in there occasionally? Sure. A, again, you're losing the rest of the CEF stuff, but if you're playing North and South or even just limited CEF. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, and you can do some really janky stuff in here. Um, one of my favorites, and one of the lists I have below, is a all-lance point army that's all gears. Mm. There are no new coal models in the entire thing. It's all south. Huh. So it's an entire south army that just recon deploys.
0: That sounds fun.
2: Pretty gross. Yeah, there's there's a lot in there to unpack. There's definitely some interesting combos you can do. I really like the ability to make a commander out of anything. Um, you know, How often do you build, you're making your list, and you're like, well, crap, now I need to fit in the command variant with a model that's good with the command variant, doesn't have the role that I was making for the unit
3: to do it. and, like, and what's interesting is a lot of those command variants are 1TV upgrades. Mm-hmm. It's 1TV for setup and comms. They're both auxiliary. Yeah. But, okay.
2: Yeah, that's not bad. I like it.
3: And again, um, you could upgrade its EW skill by 1. You could sure. take a weasel because this one gets allies north and upgrades EW by 1. For one TV.
2: Pretty mean. Yeah, that's really mean. The weasel, the weasel.
0: I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can do. Basically, I think the 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 core theme that we've been we've been seeing all night so far is new Cold can do pretty much anything it wants to do. It uh, has a lot of flexibility. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have a lot of flexibility in its in its home units, right? Home units are all about speed. Uh, but depending on which sublist you take, you can push that even further uh, or you can supplement its weaknesses with stuff from other factions. So, you know, if, if you if you want a, a wide library of things to play with and lots of uh, ways to expand your army in different directions, you can do a north, south, CEF, or even Peace River if you want to play Keda, right? Or literally anything really at that point. Um, yeah. Uh, you, can, uh, you can try Nucle, right? So that's that's the that's the pitch for nucle. If you if you can't make a decision, play nucle. <laughs>
3: <laughs> or if you've already playing one faction, yeah. You can just probably play nucle. Yep. Also true. Yeah, it's not hard
2: if you have north or south to be like, well, I'm gonna play nucle and you know, play it as uh Humanist Alliance or the the hard city scrabbled city states. Or pack, or as
3: this list goes
2: yeah. on, yeah, yeah, or pack. Ugh. All right, well, back to pack. Why don't we talk a little about some lists? Sure, we can start with John's very mean pack list that he spanked me with last game.
0: It wasn't, it wasn't mean, it was fine. Um, okay, so I took pack, uh, I, I did the voltiger commander because I had to pick a thing to be a commander, uh, so. Yeah. We'll do we'll do that command that that combat group first. It's the Voltiber yeah. with a light field gun, and I took the um, the anti tank version. I'll explain why in a second. And then I needed something to fill out that squad, so I picked a cheap thing, which was a Lizard observation squad thing. Seemed fine. Uh, the important part is that it's cheap, it's agile, and has a TD, and it goes reasonably fast. So that's why I I picked those things in the second combat group. Uh, mm-hmm. The third combat group is if you've read any of my battle reports, it should not surprise you at all. It's a pair of hover bikes <laughs> and a pair of stingers um, because those are all good things that I like and know how to use. Um, hover bikes are great because they basically do all the objectives and run around the table 24 inches a turn. Who doesn't like that? And stingers um, are actually pretty reasonable at killing stuff uh, with their, with their wow. anti, uh, medium anti medium air burst missiles. The, um, there we go. Then the, the interesting, um, group was the first one which is uh is i intended it to be all airdrop so i took the jerboa paratrooper uh, an lhc67 assault uh, which i actually happen to really like now i was kind of down on them when i first started playing cef but now i think they're my favorite variant um and then uh, i just needed to fill out the points so i took an assault squad uh, to be a paratrooper and fit the strike squad role um then I had some points left over, and as as you know, those of you who have followed this podcast or any of the writing that I've done on Heavy Gear know that I like to max out combat groups as best as I can. So I took a independent operator, Espion, uh, with an auto rifle. It's basically the only upgrade I can afford to give it. Um, so talking about why I chose these things uh, is because Adam and I agreed to test the flags objective. Uh, and yep. so I had to have a, a GP squad for that because that's what I need to get the flags objective. Um, and then I decided that I was going to take um, uh, my, my two commanders for that were going to be the the Grell bike and the Dribble because they're fast, and the dribble, dribble starts halfway up the table and the hover bike doesn't need to. And that would allow me to plant the flags at my own pace when I decided I wanted to uh, and where I wanted to. Um, and then I figured the rest of the stuff is just there to annoy Adam. Uh, specifically the Voltiger because he's been saying he doesn't want to face it on the table because he's scared of it, so I I had oh. to take it. Um, I've, you know, this is, this is a game that we actually played and I wrote up. So you can, you can read all about it on, on mercurycon.net. It's, it's my blog. It says all the pictures and his list. And go, we go through the deployment, why, why I made the decisions I did, the positioning and so on. But basically that's sort of how I structured the list, right? So effectively I wanted to deploy a heavy hitting unit in the midfield, uh, which, which, uh, uh, Nukol can do, right. And everything in there is reasonably fast except for the paratrooper squad and can push, deep into Adam's deployment zone at the end of the, at the end of the game, I had uh, the LHT 67 literally on the back corner of his, of, yeah. his, uh, of his deployment zone shooting hunters in the back. Right. Uh, now, and
2: then, yeah. Let's say I, I was talking to somebody earlier today about the Voltiger. Yeah. And I was really trying to sell them hard on the, uh, the light field gun. Sure. Yeah. Like the, the, the tank gun is really big right yes the tank gun if it looks at a thing and sneezes on it that thing explodes into a million pieces yes um but the the thing about the light field gun the linked precise light field gun there's a lot that's happening there that that isn't really on the surface right it's obviously a lower damage gun you can get field guns on on chevalier right you can get field guns on strike gears but when you link it and you make it precise It can put itself stable, and two d6 plus one secondary targets. Right. That is that is huge for all the people out there that are saying like you never hit anything with AE attacks because the one dice never does anything. When you're rolling two dice and precise on a secondary target, it is a whole
3: other ball game. It also gets weird if you FO for it. Sorry. If you FO for it, it gets weird too mm-hmm
2: Yeah, it's crazy good when you FO for it. If you don't FO for it, it's still a damn good gun. Um, it's really what what you're really getting for. What you're really getting it for is the versatility. Yeah, it's and that's little, that's exactly
0: what attracted me to it. Um, yeah. So 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 why this particular Voltiger, right? So I'm prepared to talk about that a little bit. So you've already elucidated on why uh why the why the light field gun is supposed to heavy the, the tank gun. Um, and, again, versatility is absolutely the, the watchword there. Um, I, but why the medium anti-tank missiles instead of the artillery missiles? The artillery missiles hit about as hard because they're higher damage, right? Yeah. Um But uh, I think the, uh, the uh, medium anti-tank missiles are better in direct fire, I think.
2: Oh, that makes sense. So, right, this thing can roll around the corner and put two tank missiles and a light field gun in something's face.
0: Well, it's it's really the voltiger isn't really about uh, about um, shooting stuff in reaction. I mean, like it's it's medium laser cannon will do that just fine, but it's also not really yeah. going to do much against a heavy thing. Really, the point of the voltiger is to say, like, I see this area. Do not end your turn here, right? Because if right. you do, you are very dead. And that's, that's sort of uh, the reason why I, I uh, decided to, to take this variant. Because the their, the artillery missile is great. I just can't shoot it at you. And if, if, if yeah. in, in my active turn, I have to set up a guided shot for it, in which case it's not doing any error denial at all. Really, then the only thing yeah. that's doing error denial is like the, the threat bubble of my TD unit. Um, so being able to say, like, <laughs> I see this corner. Do not be here uh, is something that's very valuable. And the other thing is that the... the um, the field gun is a little shorter range of 24 inches, I believe. Right. So, um, you Mm -hmm. think, you think that that's not very long, but then you get linked to give it and precisely push it out a little further effectively, uh, and make up for the fact that you're losing a die. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really just disgusting
2: (laughs) to, all three of those guns are effective for direct firing and they're all effective for indirect firing.
0: Yes. Uh, and, and the other thing is that, um, when you're shooting at a heavy target, the heavy tank gun is basically going to do MMS uh, damage, right? Because it's roughly damage to armor at that point, like a really big thing. Um, the field gun, uh, you're looking at the AP value. Really, you should be shooting the ATM at the big thing. Um, so, like it really, really, what you're looking for here is consistency, right? Because you're only getting one, you're only getting four shots from this field gun over the whole game. Uh, I would rather have the link and the precise to guarantee that I land a hit and do some damage, even if it's only marginal, right? Like I do, like one or two damage. That's still one or two closer to crippled, right? But if I yeah. if I flub a tank gun shot, that feels real bad. Uh, and having the extra uh, odds improvement is is preferable to me. So that's sort of that's sort of the, the the construction of the list, right? I wanted something that started in the midfield to provide uh, force projection. Um, I want an area denial with the voltiger. Uh, and the ability to, like, and, I, and then I have so many targets for, um, sorry, so many ways of generating forward observations, right? I have the hover bikes, I have the lizards, I have the Jerboa. I even use the LHT to TD stuff, right? So those of you who are saying that like, you know, uh, TD is bad on LHTs, like it's, you, you, it's usable. Um, especially if there's an ECCM thing standing next to it, right? It becomes, it becomes valuable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when, when you're in a situation where you're like, well, I have this extra action here. Nothing's in range of the frag can. I've already shot the rotary laser. at it. I guess I could have focused, but I'd rather get a TD off. And that TD will let me drop either, you know, two stingers worth of artillery on it or all of the Voltiger, right? Um, yeah. So having that option is just nice to have. So I think that's sort of the way I approach building this list is is yeah. give me the most menu of stuff that I can take. Uh, Even though it may not have the um, peak performance, you know.
2: Sure. So you said you took flags. What was your other mission? Uh,
0: It was flags, and um, we can check. Pave the way. We can check because I wrote it down. Uh, It was. uh, It was pave the way. Yep.
2: Cool. So kill some stuff and go up and do those flags. Yeah. Pretty cool. No, I, I like this list a lot. You this list in particular has actually kind of had me reapproach my method of list building for most of my armies. Um I really like this list. Oh, okay. So, I'm glad that yeah. I changed I changed your 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 thought process. A bit. Um so let's let's talk about what my where my warped process took me with uh, Temple Heights. So Temple Heights is you know the army we talked about where they get the extra action on their gears. Which is crazy good. Um, I decided to to not really try to maximize it. I only took it on four gears. But that and is only eight only points four. of Oh up- Yeah, there's is eight points of upgrades and a one hundred point upgrades and a hundred point list. So, like that's a lot of points invested in it really. So starting off the group, I have to have a unit that contains four units of infantry. Fine. Those four units of infantry are gonna be two units of Sand Riders, uh, two units of Lizard Sand Riders, and two solo Lizard Sand uh, Rider observation teams. So those those Sand Rider squads are gonna start on the midway line. They're gonna move 14 inches into your deployment zone and score me break the line. That's what they're there for. They're, you know, piloting three up with Agile, and the infantry uh, bonuses, they're going to yep. be really hard to remove. They also have a corrosion light infantry grenade launcher, which is just rad. Yes. Um, then a couple of uh, the sandrider observation squads, because they have decent enough EW 5 up with a TD, is fine. It's a 55% chance, roughly a coin toss to get a, t- a TD off, a very inexpensive uh, mount. Yep. So... Uh, that combat group, I believe, was going to be special operations, or oh, Recon, oh because of the
0: because of the uh, special special rule from Double Heights, where you get to pick whatever right. you want.
2: Yeah, it's basically just pick whatever I want for the missions I want. Sure. Um, so the second group is a Shasor Mark II Fulgrant. We've talked about uh, just a little bit on this episode and why we love it mm-hmm. with an with a Janite pilot. So. Now you've got a model that moves nine inches with uh, piloting three up and agile and oh. this on something to you shut it cut down. Out, you cut
0: out for a second. So you want to back oh. up for, oh.
2: yeah, sorry. So yeah, that fall grant really it's the uh, potential 18 inch move to focus a light particle accelerator into the rear of something and shut it down. It's basically an ECM gun is the, uh, the plan there. And then his buddy, the Chevalier Hammer with J. With Night Pilot. So now we've got a Chevalier with two actions and React Plus with a heavy rifle, um, a medium artillery rockets, light field gun, and it can potentially fire all three of those in the same turn as long as one of those is in reaction. So to a uh, fire mission or right. to the you enemy know, you walk around the corner and you rifle them my third combat group is my recon squad that consists of the LHD 67 assault the one that john likes i also like it um i actually changed its weapon to a medium rotary cannon to shave a point off of it because i needed all my points in this list
0: all right i'll allow it
2: i needed a point and i really wanted the squ- the lizard generator squads to be full sure. squads for break line sure um it's, you know, that's probably the variant where it's the least relevant, right? Like, you are changing a rotary laser for yeah, a rotary Yeah, that's, that's
0: fair, yeah.
2: um, But I did get it down to 14 points for two actions. Mm-hmm. And his buddy is a Jerboa Flash, also a JNI pilot. So it's now a Jerboa with ECM Plus and a target designator with two actions. Sure. That means I can uh, ECM hack something to cripple it, before I target-designate it and blow it up with the things in the last combat group, which is general purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a Titan, which comes well-equipped with dual anti-tank missiles and dual medium rocket packs, mm-hmm. and two uh, Stingers with their medium airburst missiles. So the my thinking here is I'm basically going to go for hold and break the line, right the lizard generator squad will score break the line and everything else is going to sit in the back ideally near the hold objectives the titan can move 18 inches to get to one if it needs to like the 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 things that are going to go far in the list are fast enough to also come back right we talk about you only get to move four times in the game sure uh so as long as by turn three i'm starting to move back towards my objectives i'm in good shape right because they can move 36 inches in two turns
0: I mean, you have a strike squad. I might even consider just like taking capture.
2: I thought about it. Yeah, like honestly, capture isn't bad. Um, It's table
0: dependent for sure.
2: You have the option. The cool thing is, I you actually have access to every every objective in this list that isn't the fire sword objectives. Mm -hmm. Right, because I can take the I can take the the lizard sandwriters as special operations.
0: You can take them as fire support, can't you?
2: I could if I wanted. Um, but you have, to, you have to pick that before the game, right?
1: Right.
2: But, yeah, literally with this one list, you could get whatever objectives you want. I think I'd probably go Special Operations, uh, Strike, Recon, GP. Mm-hmm. Just because the Fire Sport ones are more difficult to get. Um, the the you know, like It's one of those things, like, the plan is probably hold and break the line because they're the ones that rely... Obviously, rely on the opponent the least. And then from there, if my opponent sets up, like, if they've got really easy commanders to assassinate... Like maybe i'll go with assassinate or if they have you know, if they're playing a, a, a double duelist list or they have a duelist which makes uh pave the way a little bit easier then you know consider uh, consider that instead but the cool thing is it has all the options sure and i have four activations without a duelist which is funny if only i could get a duelist in there but yeah it feels you. it it feels like a little bit of a list that can do everything the it doesn't have duplicates of much just the singers and the infantry Mm
1: -hmm.
2: so there isn't a lot of redundancy built into the list but i think there's a bit of there's enough overlap in capabilities right so if the full dies it isn't my only source of haywire right i've got the jerboa that can haywire two things a turn um if the lht dies it's definitely not my only source of firepower right i've got the chevalier and the titan if the if the titan goes down the chevalier can still do fire missions um there's a lot of so there's a lot of overlap in the in the options that you have every turn so cool there there was my what do i think john would do if he played this list list <laughs> all right and then last nick brought uh a few lists for us to look at
3: yeah it's a few presents um yeah, so, so just to
2: just top, point out,
0: Adam and I made 100-point yeah. lists. Nick made 150-point lists. Yeah, they, yeah,
3: these are more towards 150. Um, the first one is just, it's kind of a core, a core of a list. It's actually not full. It's only 122 points. Okay. And it starts off with a GP group consisting of a Chasseur Mark II um a Fulgurant CV. It's mismarked. the CV is the combat group leader. Mm-hmm. A Grenadier and a Flechette. Um, that mm-hmm. can run as a GP group. It can also run as a strike group if I really want it to. And then there's a secondary Jerboa attached to that. It's just a baseline Jerboa, nothing nice. fancy. Um, you can do the weapon swap, whatever you want. Next group, GP, uh, two field guns, an e and an engineering team. Mm, okay. So it's it's just a zone control element. Um, the field guns are cute. The ELAN can give them orders. And the engineering squad can actually repair the stuff that's coming up next. This isn't so much a list as it is more of a skeleton, because there's still room yeah. to play around with.
2: So, like, 30 points to play with.
3: Yeah. The best thing is that this list still has 30 points to play with. And then below that, I've got a strike group consisting of a Chevalier Hammer CB, uh, 2IC, mm-hmm. a Chevalier Hammer, just base, two of the Copperheads with Adjun. Um They don't have the Arena upgrade. There. That's available if you want to spend the points on it. Sure. Sure. But- and then a Jerboa Sentry, who has been upgraded to high speed, low drag, so agile, agile. And typically, what I will do with this guy is upgrade him to a commanding officer,
2: mm-hmm.
3: just the extra initiative. One of the things with Nucle I like is I like to be the one who's in control and has the um, is the one who's dictating what's happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You can make it a vet, no problem, if you want to, and mm-hmm. give it EC, um, e, uh, EW specialists. So issuing orders on three dice on threes. As long hmm. as is trying to contest it, and it's doing it with two uh, two command points. So this is just a standard kind of a core for me. Um, I'm sorry, this this I...
0: is in the secondary group of the, the Chevalier. He's a
3: secondary, yeah. He's a secondary okay. recon. Yep. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, like you said, there's 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 28 points left here. Um, usually, what I would do is make him a vet with EW specialist. And then you've got points to play with. You could throw a Titan in there. You could throw some more Chevaliers in there. Um, mm-hmm. You've got enough points for a light tank. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of flexibility in there. And it's kind of a skeleton of what I use. And what, what this does is the GP group is actually not a defensive GP group, the, the up top, the Chasseur Mark IIs. Mm-hmm. They're a midboard element. So they're going to recon deploy. This is NSDF, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to recon deploy. So they're six inches further up or however far. They're going to go grab a highly advantageous position and become really annoying to dislodge. Mm. They have an 18-inch move just sitting in the pocket. So they're really anywhere I want on the table at any time. Sure. I don't have to play the objective really until turn four. And there's a lot of flexibility because my opponent now has to cover all of the objectives and be aware, okay, well, they might be over there, they might be over there, they might be over there. I don't have to pick until turn four. The Jerboa is just sitting back there saying they are they're they got an ECM bubble now. Um, oftentimes what I'll do is if I can get them on top of a building, I'll just have the four of them on top of the building and the Jerboa behind it. So they're getting the elevation bonus there. The second group is just it's a defensive GP group. Um, their job is I'm probably going to have a hold objective somewhere, cover it with a field gun, get an ELAN. Um, it also is a... Honestly, it's significantly relevant, but they're also just an option if I ever have to forward observe something, which two Jerboas. Yeah. yeah. And then the last group is the offensive element. It's two Chivoli Hammers, um, medium uh, light field gun, heavy rifle, and the artillery rockets. Take your pick. One of them's a two IC, so the thought with him is the sentry is actually off hiding because he doesn't want to die.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, The CV is the one who's actually issuing orders to the two of them. And then the Copperheads are kind of, they're not zone control, but they have decent speed. They're agile. They're not the easiest thing to deal with ever. They can kind of cover the Chevaliers. They can fill in a gap um, on either of the GP groups. It's just an options play. Yeah. And then, like I said, you've got 28 points to play with still. So this is is nowhere near a complete army. It's just go. You've got more room. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely not bad. I dig it. Yeah, it's not meant to do anything crazy. Force number two is meant to be funny. Oh. <laughs> and this is what I meant by... Um, this is where hard like scrabble City states is weird things. This is a South Army box that is playing entirely in Nucle. Oh, funny. So it's a GP squad of four Jaegers. Nucle. <laughs> so keep okay, mind, I'm playing only within the South Army box here. So it's a GP squad of four Jaegers. Um, brawler Jaegers are really good South players.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, don't forget they exist. Group two is a strike group, two blazings, and two long fangs. So blazing's the rotary laser. Now it's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. The long fang has a linked medium rocket pack.
2: I love the the long fang and the equivalent for the uh, the jaguar.
3: Linked medium mm-hmm. rocket packs are no joke. <laughs> they are very, yeah. very good. Um, and this is also a group that can airdrop if need be. Oh sure. Um, because yeah. I'm running hard travel City States, this entire army recon deploys, every single model. Yeah,
0: so if you don't want to risk it, you don't have to.
3: Yeah, um, so they can they can all recon deploy, um, and it's just my entire army starts out of my deployment zone. So it's not as fast as a normal nuclear army, but I'm picking up more maneuverability. Yeah. Um, we got a strike group below it, uh, two Bushmasters and a King Cobra Gunner. So the Bushmasters. They're both veterans. They both have trick shot. One of them's a two IC.
1: Mm,
3: mm, mm. So veterans funny because, okay, it's a skill point. Cool. Trick shot on a heavy rotary can. Gross. If you haven't had the pleasure, it's a really good gun. (laughs) The Cobra gunner is actually kind of pushing that to a uh, bigger extent here. So he's an ace gunner with crack shot. So stable, precise on the heavy rotary, push the envelope for agile with trick shot. And he's a duelist. So I've got two. I've got a gunnery three-up heavy rotary cannon that is stable, with precise, and I can split with no penalty. Great. So consistently take two things out in one turn. Um, and or at least dealers, cripple so, two hey, things. Or, yeah. You're at least gonna you're gonna make it know that you you shot it. Yes.
2: Stable, precise, no split penalty. So you're talking two base, two burst. And stable. Five dice plus one on two targets. Focus.
3: Oh, focus. Focus
2: for six. But focus is looking to be on one of the targets. Yeah. It's
3: both. I have to go back and double check. Pretty sure it's both. both. Yeah. It's just plus one dice on the attack. Yeah. Fun fact: the most annoying version of this is to actually do it. um, If you have the points, is to give him a gunnery upgrade too.
0: (laughs) Sure. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Like on tubes.
3: Well, uh, so if you actually did this in Black Talons, um, the Dark Kodiak just comes with Precise on its heavy Rotary Cannon. Yeah. So yeah. you can instead make that plus one Gunnery. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: And it says it's Gunnery 2 up on 6 dice go. I like my Dark Kodiak.
2: Okay.
3: And then the last thing at the bottom is a Lidded Iguana Force Commander. So yeah. he comes stock with that, which is... Okay, cool. He starts with an extra skill point. Um, I upgrade him to an EW Specialist. So he's rolling three dice... On threes, I'm um, issuing orders. I got two orders to hand out.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: This isn't necessarily a hyper optimized list by a long shot, but it's a South Army box playing in Coal, and it all starts with recon deployment.
2: Oh funny, it all does.
3: Yeah, it all recon Yeah. Uh... Every as Lance <laughs> point. Yep. Yeah. So it, it actually brings a lot of pressure early on. So
2: recon deployment on the rotary cannons makes a big difference. Like nice or
3: hmm Extra six inches on turn one. It also means those field guns are going to get into action a lot faster.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the crazy part, being able to bring field guns up closer. So,
2: I mean, yeah. Without moving, your field guns are an optimal range of anything in the front six inches of their deployment zone. Yep. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like your new your coal meme list. Yep. <laughs> it's
3: not terrible.
2: No, no. It's, it's, it
0: is, I mean... Like to say that it's terrible, did you say that a south list is terrible? and It's demonstrably not, right? So,
3: yeah. And, and I'm not even using the entire starter box. There's another iguana sitting back there, right? But yeah, this is a lot of fun. And then the one thing that I brought is the joke if you want to pull it up, um, say hello to the 60 point Arblestri or the 60 point Hassar duelist.
0: Oh, I don't have it in. Oh, there it is.
3: And it's, it's a link. Got it. So, in Kata, the Hassar can be a duelist. Now, by itself, that doesn't sound that crazy. And I'm going to warn you, Gear Grinder does not like this combo because it doesn't think it works. It's not programmed to handle it. So if you bring up the Gear Grinder, it, it doesn't work, but trust me, it does. So I'm just going to go through. It's a Hussar Lance. So it's the, uh, the double heavy rotary cannon guy. Veteran with field armor. Resist Haywire. Sharpshooter and trick shot for his Veteran upgrades. So, just break the pieces out here. I have a reroll. I take one point of damage less whenever I'm hit. I resist Haywire, so I don't take the um, potential damage from Haywire. I don't mind being crippled. It's that extra damage that's a big deal. Um, He is going to be three actions in the end, so it is the six-point sharpshooter upgrade, so he's gunnery three. And I gave him trick shot. so on his five potential split attacks, he suffers no penalties.
0: Wow. So yeah, this is this is the this is one unit that we're looking at right now. All of these. Yeah, this games. is
3: one guy. <laughs> I have actually put this thing on the table. Now, here's the rest of the of the jank. You ace um, gunslinger. So gunslinger says you can give link trait to like an auto cannon, a frag cannon, or a grenade launcher for one TV,
1: mm-hmm.
3: or add the link trait to a combo weapon with React for two TV. Remember when I said at the start that the Hussar's rotary cannon with Vibroblades a combo weapon? Yes. <laughs> you can link it.
1: There
3: Before
2: you it go. gets around that. Yeah.
3: So it's got two linked heavy rotary cannons now. Then we crack shot an ace gunner, both of them. So stable with precise.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Give it the extra action with advanced control system. And then just to really annoy people, Defender for the AMS. If somebody mm-hmm. shoots an anti-tank missile at it, he's just got another reroll. Um, you don't have to do that, but it's an option. Um, push the envelope, piloting four up with Agile on an Armor Ten model with field armor. Sounds like a deal. Yep. And I gave him Shield Bear, so he's got to reroll on all of his defense rolls to the front. So he clocks in like sixty points. I have put this thing on the table. The first time it shot, it crippled an entire fire support group by itself.
2: <laughs> Jesus. It's...
3: It, it did. Um, it outright killed one of them because I doubled up with the on the main gun um it's firing six dice passively just on all of the guns and just high
0: yeah you left something it's, out it is now I just ate it
3: yeah um you, you you get to double up on something because you you fire the three shot one first yeah pick on three things and then you've got two shots on the follow-up so whichever ones took the most damage shoot those you pick on them again right or you can just pick on two new things yep you're suffering no penalties for doing this with your six dice damage, eight heavy rotary can. Yeah, precise.
0: sounds like the hungry, hungry hippo of Hussars. Give me all the it's things to eat. It's
3: a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but I've actually played it, and you know what? It kind of gets the job done.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, Especially since he's not a. You can't run it solo in Kata, so it's got a buddy. Mm. So you just plop wow. a your boa behind it. Yeah, just to make it harder sure. to kill. Yeah. Give so the boss
0: smoke CM, just to add insult to injury,
2: now. or or I I I like the the dynamic duo the Charlie's Angels pose of the Hussar and and then Kuroshi. <laughs> 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 like cool cool tank bro. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um. So one thing we'll often do on this is defenders kind of a wham, so you can swap it for smoke. Sure. Because what's it gonna do with his third action?
2: Right. Pop smoke. Right.
3: So pop smoke in an ECM bubble on piloting for up with agile on an armor 10 model with field armor.
2: I mean, I can tell you what it's going to do. It's going to focus.
3: Yeah, you can, you can focus with it. Um, I put the smoke on there just for that. You know, what if I really want to go to five dice and just say, I don't die.
2: Yep.
3: Um, but yeah, it's, it's a 60 point. monster.
2: I like it. Kata is Kate is so funny. It's so like uh, you just want to make like Truckzilla, you know, like yeah, ripping truck, apart yeah. gear.
0: Exactly.
3: So yeah, that that was what I prepared, just a kind of a, a skeleton and some some jank funny stuff.
2: Nice. The the yeah the skeleton the this is Nucle, I swear, and and truckzilla. <laughs> um, so okay, how do you? We we've gone through a couple lists. On the table, despite being diverse, there are some commonalities, and I guess how you will play nucle. Um, how do I nucle?
3: All right. So top number one, you'll notice everybody had a Jerboa. Yes. Gerboa yeah. is one of the best ECM platforms in the game because it's ECM plus stock on pretty much all of its variants.
0: Yep. And it goes fast.
3: And it goes fast. Nothing not to love there. So nucle. You bring in a Draboa. You bring in at least one.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the only list I didn't was the joke that was using only a South Army box. If I were to go back and use other models, that would probably have a Draboa in there. Sure. Um, and all of the Draboa variants do different things. The baseline's just the cheapest. The Flash has the TD. And then the Sentry comes with a sat if you want to go issue orders as a command machine. That command machine is really important because one thing with Nucle is because your stuff is so frail on average, that Draboa does not want to get hit. It's armor 4 Mm-hmm. One bad dice roll can kill or cripple pretty much anything in your army. Yep. You need the orders. So mm-hmm. I almost always run a veteran commander. A veteran force commander just to have two orders to his- issue out wherever he wants. They're almost always rerolls. Let the squad level guys do the let them habits. Kay. That mobility, fantastic. You're going to be able to go wherever the heck you want. Um, you can use it to get around people. So, one of the things New Cole does is a lot of people play very static mm-hmm. with some things like, "I have a tank. The tank sits here." Newcolee says, "I don't care. I just go around you." yep. You don't have to fight them."
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, they have this they have the speed to avoid the uh, the direct fight,
3: yeah, And that speed with the flexibility of their allies and just general list dynamics means that if you're playing against if you're playing to play with nucle, it makes you very hard to predict, but you can also 60 point hussar yourself into a hole. <laughs> you sure. can take too many Janite pilots. You can take yes. too much agile. When you have these cool bonuses, when you have the allies, because people will go, Oh my God, this I, I have access to this ally. I must take it. You find yourself getting spread really thin real fast. So you really have to double down on what do you want to do?
0: Yeah, don't let. Let's design yourself into a corner.
3: Yep. Um, every single list we showed off today had some type of anchor somewhere. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm just playing a lot of miniatures games. Anytime you play something with high speed, the table is finite. Something is going to have to stand somewhere. Yeah, right. So you're going to need some type of anchor element, be it a fire support group with a couple of Chevaliers, be it a Titan, anything. There's going to be some type of heavy element in there. So if you just put all the high speed stuff, you may find yourself not being able to actually stand up to things, um, which actually segues into you're not going to win the stand up fight in New usually. I'm not going to go toe to toe with you. Plain and simple, it's not going to happen, right? I'm not going them, to play fair. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, if you look at them like point point for point, like compared to North, right, which is the extreme opposite example. Like North is paying for two things: guns and armor. And so if you play if you're playing the game around guns and armor, North
3: they're wins. not going
2: to be yeah, North mm-hmm. winds. Yeah.
3: Which is really cool because if you ever play really big games on really large tables, Nucle goes crazy.
0: Oh sure. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we'll so there, so like, play play three. on a six by
3: eight for like ten turns, and all of a sudden those movement eighteen models are just going crazy. They're just everywhere. Yeah. Like it really adds up there. Uh, the other thing I would say with Nucle is Allies are fantastic. Again, much like I mentioned before with the flexibility, don't go too crazy. You can jump off the deep end and go overboard. A few examples I like. Um, Seacom Jaguars, particularly the Flash variant.
2: Mm Oh, yeah. Seacom Jaguars are ridiculously good. Um,
3: Particularly the Flash, because there are no laser cannons on Gears and Nucle. Mm. So getting a laser cannon on a Seacom or something like that, fantastic. The other North model I quite like is the Black Cat. Sure. Because it is an ECM plus strike gear. Okay. There are, yeah. the, there's the Boa's recon fire sport. Um, the Black Cat's getting you strike. Um, other cool stuff, most of this is from the South. Iguana MPs.
0: Mm-hmm. If you got Frank's Here's attention.
3: A, if you have yeah, ever right. played against an Iguana MP, it is infuriating.
0: It is awful.
3: It's got ECM, it's got Brawler, it's got all this other junk. And the cool thing about Nuco is. Hey, let's make it a duelist. Hey, let's give it plus one movement. Hey, let's let it recon deploy, because we want to start closer. No. Uh, Long, no Fang, yeah, Long Fang Bombas and the uh, Fire Jaguar, the, the dual rocket pack, Strike um, sure. Gears, A+. Um, I really like Diamondbacks in New Coal because it's that added bit of durability that I often can't find somewhere else. Hmm,
1: okay.
3: It's not a bad choice for I need to go stand somewhere um salamander it's a base agile gp model why not and then bushmaster coppers because come on it's a bushmaster you got the heavy rotary cannon you've got the the EF field gun it's kind of a sweet loadout so those are usually if i'm picking on allies for north and south it's usually those guys cef's kind of a whole different story
0: yeah 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 as a cef player you're basically just looking to get tanks in there
3: um, you can get tanks. Um, the hover car isn't a bad isn't a bad include. Yep, hover um, car is really good. I, I have some done some stuff with frame squads before, and I haven't disliked the results. Um, but I never used them in pack. It was always NSDF. I see. Hmm. I mean,
0: frames are interesting, um, but you're not really getting all that much extra benefit out of there. You're getting the primary benefit is no longer the speed, right? Because if you're importing frames in anywhere else but Nucle, you're like, oh my god, it's fast. But chasseurs are fast enough already, basically.
3: I really are uh, you're, big, you're looking
0: for the laser.
3: You're looking at the, at the weapon suites, all those advanced weapons. Yeah. Um like laser cannons and rotary lasers. Because I can give it agile, I can give it the same speed general profile as a chasseur. Mm-hmm. Those are great. They're just very premium models. Yeah. So that's my how to nucle quick guide.
0: Yeah, I mean, effectively, you know, I've played f- not as many games of nucle as you certainly. Uh, but I've definitely approached them as like how do I play uh just just like, as non-interactively as possible. You brought all these fun toys and guns and stuff. Uh, I have the movement to ignore them because I can just teleport between rock to rock and you can't shoot me. Uh, and then I can accomplish my objectives and just fade away and you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then, like Nick was saying, if you have something that I must respond to, I can have one, maybe two anchor pieces, like the Voltiger, and I will just delete the thing that you leave out for me to deal with. Um, so that's sort of how I approach it.
3: Yeah. Speaking of which, you want to talk about fighting against them?
2: Yeah, yeah. Them. I think...
3: so. Go ahead.
2: Well, as I was say, in, in the bit of experience I have playing against them, uh, you actually hit the nail on the head with your first note here, which is, kill the Jerboa. Jerboas <laughs> do a lot of things. Yep. They do a lot. They're their ECM platforms, they're usually good command platforms, they're good at accomplishing the missions. Kill the damn butt rocket.
3: I'm going to add to that also, kill the commanders. Sure. New coal, if you can cut the head off and you can kill the ECM, that stuff starts folding fast. Once the new coal stuff starts getting hit, it mm-hmm. just drops so fast. It's crazy.
0: Yeah the, um, yeah. the other thing on that note, right, is is not only are our, our new coal things generally more fragile, so you need the reroll order, uh, you're – Often wanting to take as most advantage of the speed as possible, which means you're top speeding everywhere, which means let them have it is important. So if you deny right. that, right now they're now they're a dice down uh, as they're as they're speeding around. So you sort of force the player to make the choice: Am I going to to run real fast, or am I going to get my my dice back? And if you can take away Nukol's speed, you're definitely uh, looking to be you know in a more advantageous position there.
3: Nicole has some firepower issues. You'll notice that there's not a lot of anti-tank missiles yep. that are on cheap platforms. Yep. There are there. This faction has no snub cannons. This faction doesn't have a lot of the advanced weapons.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: So New Colt does have some hitting power issues. Anything you can do that kind of throws them off is is worth it. Um. One thing I do want to mention is because they are so fast, you need to be aware of what their potential moves are. Yep. And also double check how movement ratings and terrain interact. If you can understand how that works and their speed, all of a sudden you realize where the dead spots are. Because you think, oh, I go 18 inches, they just go everywhere they want. They actually don't. There's a surprising number of situations they can't get to very specific places. Mm -hmm. If you know how those interact, you can play around that. Like, okay, well, if I stand here, they literally can't get to me. Or if they do, it's gonna cost them a top speed move out in the open, which is stuff don't want to do that. No. Um, I would also say accuracy trumps damage. A laser cannon is better than a rifle. Mm. Against Nucle. Um, yeah, even if it's like size down,
1: mm-hmm. like
3: a light laser cannon versus a medium rifle, I will take the laser cannon against Nucle because it's got the passive plus two to hit. Right. Versus the rifle's plus one. Mm-hmm. You need the accuracy. If you can hit them, you're gold. Interesting. Um one of the t- um so that, that yeah. terrifies me. And the other thing as a new Cold player is one of my worst matchups is Caprice because everything in his grandma has a rotary cannon that can just <laughs> shoot me on my turn. Yes, yep, yep. And when you're rolling that many dice, eventually they'll get through. And when yes. they get through, whatever they hit is just done.
2: Yep. You know, one of the other tools to really think about playing against Nucle, there another way to rob them of their mobility is actually through ECM. Being able sure. to hack people. And cripple them means that they can't top speed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? Once they're crippled, you're you know 18-inch moving uh, Mark II is only moving 9 inches, right, which is a much more manageable distance to predict and to plan around, right? Like, if, if something can move 19 inches and deliver some firepower into your rear arc, that's bad news, but if they're going to be cut back to the 9 because you've crippled them through ECM or through particle accelerators, uh, they're going to have a harder time.
3: Yeah, nine, nine is a weird move because it sounds like a lot and it's really good, but it's just not quite enough oftentimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so next item we had on here, new is fast, so they can do its objectives without any input from you, mm-hmm. which is yeah. nice because you are now unfettered from having to care about those. They're not going to interact with you, which frees you up in a lot of cases to do what you want to do. You don't have to worry about, okay, they're off doing their own thing Sure. They're just going to do it, so don't waste the brain power on figuring out how I'm trying to stop them. Mm-hmm. Instead, what you want to do is play highly aggressive, take the initiative on the board, obviously not the literal initiative in the turn, but start making them respond to you instead of doing what they want to do, and stop them from building up any momentum whatsoever. Once New Coal gets going, it's really hard to stop. Um, what I like to do is run again, uh, just go forward and create a slugfest. Sure. Like I said, Caprice terrifies me as a nuclear player because Caprice players just keep walking towards you at top speed every round. Yeah. That's the last thing I want. I want you to stay over there because that way I can dance around you. If you're just going to create this like cage match on the in the middle of the table. Where everything is everywhere and there are no really lines, it's more just kind of blobs interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. I don't want that fight. Because now all of a sudden, I don't have things to maneuver around. It it doesn't, I, I don't want this. I want the fight on my terms. Anything you can do to disrupt that is solid gold.
0: Yes, you need. I mean, you need. You need to impact their tempo advantage, right? So, like you were saying, but I, I think I might disagree with you a little bit on on your statement about uh, the fact that they can do everything whether you want them, you know, with, without interacting. Um, sorry, the nuclear player can do whatever they want without interacting with you, right? With no input from you. So you can absolutely say, like, all right, well, then if you're not going to interact with me, I won't interact with you, and I'll just accomplish my objectives. But that generally forces you into a tie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at some point I think to, to force the win, unless you're playing something where there's mutually mutually exclusive objectives, like in heavy gear, um, blitz, uh, tournament system that we've, we've developed, right. Where there are things that if I get, you can't get right. So then that forces Mm -hmm. interaction that way. Uh, if you're playing on, you know, a quote unquote normal game of heavy gear, where, where it doesn't matter what you do. I can just, I can just get my objectives. Um, you at some point have to engage with the player and say like, all right, I'm going to try to deny you this. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think, uh, at the as as you grow as a heavy gear player, if you're just starting, I think it's absolutely uh, valid to be like, all right, you you do your own thing, new cold player. I'm just going to be very aggressive, push it in the midfield, force you to, force you to interact with me and disrupt your plan. But I don't really have to be very focused or targeted in doing that. I'm just going to be in the middle and shoot you with rotary cannons. That feels good. That feels that's enough mental investment. And then I'll Mm -hmm. accomplish my objectives. And hopefully at that point, I'll like win four to three or something.
3: Yeah. Um, um, I I might've worded that terribly. And that might be the case there. (laughs) Um, No, no, no. And and you're totally right. Um, In in a standard game of heavy gear, if we just both do our own thing, the game's a tie. Right. Um, What I find a lot of people do is they spend a lot of brain power trying to think how they can stop me from doing certain things. And the truth is I have so many choices that while you can do that and it is important framing your entire game around how do I stop Nucle from doing something sure is a problem. Yes. And I've, I've seen people do that where they will have their entire game plan of, okay, here's how I'm going to stop you from scoring points. And then they end up doing nothing. Like I had one guy who his, his master plan was to line up at the edge of his deployment zone and just stand there. Because I can't outflank him, then I, I hit table edge.
1: Right.
3: Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, yeah. I'm, I'm totally okay with that. You do need to consider, okay, they can't score all their points in order for me to win. That that can't happen. But you have to understand that you only have to really stop them from scoring one point.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Not right. all of them.
0: Right. But then you have to get all of yours. So I, I guess really, really the, the, the statement is like, how do you invest just the right amount of mental energy into disrupting them while also getting all your objectives. So you have to look for synergistic things, right? So uh, I think more than other factions, new is the, the new call matchup is one where you have to pay extra special attention to the objective selection process. So for example, mm-hmm. if they choose flags, choose assassinate on their flag carriers, right? That's disruptive to their tempo. It forces a face-to-face conflict. They're bad at that. (laughs) Uh, And and killing their flag carriers gets you points and denies them theirs. That's very synergistic do that thing. Other things is like... um... Uh, like a, like a more a more passive one is to say like okay well against nuclear I'm going to choose break the line because they're going to be running around and they're not going to interact with me so I'll just run around and not interact with them but if they do something like choose hold right like Adam was saying like I I I have stuff that's fast enough to get to your side of the table do some stuff and then come back to reclaim my hold objectives are all of your things going to survive to the end are all of your things going to be positioned to run back to those hold objectives yeah. maybe not. All I have to do is equal the number of things on your hold objectives to deny that. So if I'm ready over there because of break the line and you're not going to deal with me because you're going to do your own thing, right? Then I can punish your choice choice of hold mm-hmm. by choosing break the line and then being in a position to to take your objective away from you, right? So you always want to look for these sorts of things against New uh, Like they 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 generally tend to achieve their objective by the most razor thin of margins. You're so like, okay, well, I only need to get one guy over here. I'm going to do this thing. Great. I'm done. And because of their mobility and their flexibility, they can do that. Everything in Nucle is a threat because it can move so fast and do all the things. But uh, if you disrupt that in any way, it's likely they won't be able to accomplish that because they don't have any follow through because there's only generally one anchor thing, and they and they don't really win face-to-face fights. Yeah. Um, other things, right? So just, like, uh, just look at another very simplistic sort of um, – General thing, it's like, well, okay, I'm looking at your your uh, your um, your force composition. Uh, you've chosen break break the line. What in here looks dangerous and fast? Okay, well, I'm going to choose that. Right, I'm going to spend my energy hunting those things, and I'm going to choose pave the way to go after that group because I need those points. Uh, I'm incentivized to deny you your objectives by killing your stuff. Again, I'm focusing on killing your things and forcing you to you to know, get into a drag out fight with me. Um, and so, so I think that's uh that's a, a valid thing to do stuff you shouldn't do against new is like, choose pave the way against like a Hussar, right? Like you right. might be able to kill it, but you're expending this, all this energy. You're interacting with the thing that is actually good at shooting stuff and being in a drag out fight. Um, and, and then you're, you're exceeding control to all the fast speedy things that are like, all right, well, sure. Kill my Hussar. Like, it'll kill some of your stuff as you're trying to do that. Uh, and then I'll just win because my hover bike or my chasseur or my speedy thing X is over there doing the thing I wanted to do. So, really, it's about finding ways to um, make you want your to force objectives. You a
3: zero-sum interaction yeah. where there is only one winner. Right. Um, a cool thing you can do in base blitz, if they ever declare that they're going to use a capture objective, yep, place a hold right on top of it. You can do that. You can just you can yeah. just stick them on top of each other. That is now an objective that they have to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And like you said, they are going to play on a razor-thin margin. There's one thing to do the job. And if you can disrupt them, you're going to throw them off. It, it's a house of cards. Yes. Like, when it goes, it goes. And it will just cascade its way down.
1: Yep.
3: Um, and, Neil, we are talking oh, okay. about the objectives. Um, one of the point with objectives is you really cannot plan for goal. With all the sublists, with all the allies, yeah. if you say down and if your opponent says I'm going to play Nukol, you cannot plan. Okay, how do I fight Nukol?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Because there's so much variation. What you need to do is what is your plan,
1: mm-hmm. and
3: make sure like if you if you're building your force, knowing your opponent's playing Nukol, you need to make sure your force is designed to do what it's going to do efficiently,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
3: and as effectively as possible. Okay, don't don't worry about oh well. I need a little bit of coverage for this. No, you have one job: tunnel vision. It.
0: Yep. Accomplish your objectives. If any of those objectives happen to deny them, their objectives,
2: great. Yeah, exactly. That's what you want.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You really want to force a situation where it's either they get it or you get it. You now have a stress point that they have to fight over, mm-hmm. and they don't want that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Force force them into a position where they're where they have to make a choice. If you if the if the nuclear cool player doesn't have to make a choice, you're in trouble. And honestly, going back to your point about like. Uh, you have no idea what Nucle is going to bring to the table. I mean, like, you might not even see Nucle models.
3: <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you can see an all-north it's, list. You can see all CEF. Yeah. That's the biggest loose. It's like, yeah, I'm going to play Nucle, and there's only CEF hover tanks. Hmm, yes, we have a problem. Huh. Is, so is, if, like, if, you're, if you're someone who likes to prepare, like, okay, well, I'm playing against my opponent. This is his typical army. Nucle just tells you nothing. It, it's literally it's yeah. like you might as well have told me you're going to roll a die and, and pick a list on the spot yep. for all the, the prep I can do for it. Um, but yeah, the key thing is to for, force them to fight. So pin You have to pin them down somewhere. There's going to be somewhere on the battlefield you can put yourself in a place where there is a... In order for me to do what I want, it also stops them from doing what they want. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Yeah, the overlapping objectives is kind of a, a fun trick.
3: Yeah. And, and also a, a, a strong midboard presence too really hurts Nukle. Yes, if it's you, if you, you can player. deny
0: them the ability to move freely, it hurts a lot.
2: I mean, I don't think that you can do no playing though, right? There are some missions that they are going to gravitate towards naturally because of their speed, right? And I think those are like flags and assassinate and break the line. I
0: mm-hmm. mean, I, I, but I, but I guess I would counter that that statement with the following, which is that if you are countering those things, you are really looking at your list and saying, I'm going to do these objectives. What happens if my opponent chooses these objectives? Right. And it doesn't matter at that point what the opponent is playing. I think, I think every, like when you, when you start building lists for tournament play in any game, you should be like, okay, I'm going to do these things. How do I prevent my opponent from doing the same? Right. And it doesn't matter what the faction is that you're facing. It's not like you can you can maybe skew your list one direction or the other, um, but I I guess it's not really a, a nuclear specific thing at that point, right?
2: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Um, I I think really really what it what it what it boils down to is uh, you can maybe skew to face your opponent, right? Like if you if you know sure. that uh, that you know like if you're playing me there will be hover bikes right so so you need to figure all out right, some some way right. to if, deal
1: with that
3: if i was going to skew a list knowing i was going into nukol i would opt for something that probably has a lot of special deployments
1: mm-hmm.
3: to force the game as early as possible and to give me as many options on deployment as possible i for would sure. want to leverage an extra combat group mhm mm-hmm. tends to struggle to hit four combat groups at 150 they can do it if you can guarantee four, or dare I say, even a fifth combat group, they're going to be really unhappy. Yep. Because you're going to force something out there. And it's just more board coverage. The other thing is, um, a lot of people have models that they just forget about. I see a lot of people who put infantry on the table and never make an attack with them. Hmm. And I can understand that to an extent. Like, okay, well, I've got this infantry team, just a basic rifle team, just sitting over there and an objective... If that shoots Jerboa, it might get lucky. Sure, yeah, it might get lucky. Those questionable shots that people don't take, there's no reason it gives new Call You should not spend every action every turn. The more dice you make them roll, the more likely something is to go wrong. Yeah, and when it goes wrong, it's going to go wrong bad.
0: Yeah, if nothing else, you you've you've uh, got them to roll snake eyes, forced to re-roll, and then now that's a re-roll that they don't have when you shoot an anti-tank missile at that same target. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, a common one is I. I Split, I hate split. Rotary cans drive me mean, nuts as new coal. Mm-hmm. Um Anything with a decent AE, mm. you're probably not going to hit. But I've played games where I've had four shots for Mark IIs on top of a building with a Jerboa behind them. My opponent queues up four Akos, and they just rocket pack them. Eventually catch something. They'll catch something eventually. Yep. And after four rounds of that, they might actually start killing things. Yep.
2: <laughs> I forget by the end of the game, an Akko might kill something.
3: Echoes mm-hmm. are good, man. Well, Akkos are good, but a lot of people don't use the Akko's offensive power as yeah. something in their plan. Those things that you don't remember have guns are really important against Nukol. Yes. Right. Sniper Akko. Um, Sniper Akko. I've, like I said, infantry. It, assault teams are infuriating for me as a Nukol player because the basic infantry assault or uh, infantry support weapon is a really good gun. Yeah. Like it hits, it's like, oh, it's damaged, like whatever. And it's
2: like, oh, you just crippled a draboa. Yep. is
3: really uh, sad now. No bueno. He's <laughs> no point
2: bueno. it, doesn't, it doesn't take much to uh no. to, to cripple a draboa. Everything
0: it, is very, very squishy, but you just you just have to but everything is squishy and generally agile, right? Uh, all the important stuff, anyway. Jerboas are not, but uh, you know they're. Which are, is why they... I said
3: accuracy matters. Yeah. It's not the damage on the gun; it's the accuracy. How many passive buffs can you stack on it? If you can get a height advantage, grab a height advantage. Anything you can scrape that gives you even a slight bonus to your accuracy is worth it against New Coal.
0: Yeah, I mean, really, I think New New Coal is, is like you said earlier, House of Cards, right? So how do you take out the base? And you know we talked about earlier taking out the jerboa. A lot of that will be dependent on what your opponent is uh, pref- your opponent's preferences are. So I suspect, like let's say you're a new player, you're just running a meta. There's a new cool player in the meta, and they're just like running rampant all over everybody. Really, what you should be doing is not like reacting to the flashy thing, right? Oftentimes, uh, like, you know Adam Adam has been has tried to react on my hoverbikes for a while now. Um, and you know, you spend a lot of effort trying to kill them, but there's other things that I'm a lot more worried about you going after, right? So in really just I mean, but versus somebody else, maybe the hover bikes are the linchpin, and you should go after them. So look at um like spend some time watching their games versus other people or spend some time analyzing your game versus them afterwards. Uh, really think about uh if you were in their position, right? like try to put yourself in them in their shoes and really think about if you were in their position what is the thing that they want you to do the least and then do that thing, right? But it's, it's hard to do that because oftentimes you're like, oh gosh, Fusiliers are dumb. Like Fusiliers are OP. Like they just win everything. I can't do anything against that. Or, you know, like I, I can't handle these two actions Chevaliers. Like I don't know what to do. Those aren't generally the things winning the game, right? Those are things making it easier for them to win the mm-hmm. game, but those are not the game winners. So if you can find, find the linchpin in your opponent's list or playstyle, and then remove it, then you're in a much better position. But it takes a lot of careful analysis and thinking to find that over many games, and you're probably going to be losing a significant fraction of those games. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like you, you, just gotta, you just gotta think about it uh, and and have the, the, the fortitude to push through, I guess, is really what I'm getting at here. It's a tough matchup, for sure. It is,
3: it, it is. is one of the ones that if, if, if you have a Nucle player who knows what they're doing, it's gonna be rough. It's gonna be really rough. Yeah, it might be the roughest of all the factions. I might argue. Sure. Like, it, it's I can probably there, there's a couple contestants in that, but it's one of those factions where if your opponent knows what they're doing, it's going to be rough. Yeah. And you mentioned like the Chevaliers. If if you laser focus on, oh, I got to kill those Chevaliers. Have them.
0: Yeah, that, that's right. what Welcome they're there to for. Them.
3: Well, they're gonna they're gonna take shots, but again, yeah, you are now reacting to me. Yep. Yeah. You are now reacting to me, yeah. And if you're dancing to my tune, I'm I'm gonna win. Yeah. I hate to break it to you.
0: I mean, that's that's probably the, the the one takeaway piece of advice, right? So we we've said a lot of things this episode about how to deal with new and all that stuff. Really, it's if you are at any point during your turn being like, I need to do something to my opponent so they can't do X. Right. I need to kill that chevalier so it can't shoot me. I need to kill that you know hover bike so it can't do this. Uh, you are probably losing that game. Uh, you need to be thinking, what do I need to do to get my points? Uh, and that should be the primary focus of your of your uh, turn and your thought process. Which is why I said at the beginning of this discussion that you should identify objectives that uh, automatically deny them theirs, right? So kill their flag carrier, right? That sort of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: One of, one of my favorite games I had with New Cole. Well, and this was fairly early on was we were playing. Somebody thought they had lost. So they said, you know what? yellow, I'm going to have fun. And they just ran their entire army into the middle of the board. Mm. I didn't know it was coming. I looked at it and go, that, that they're probably not going to do that. Now, all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, I have a problem. Right. What do it, I do? do? Well, no, because that was the best thing they could do. It yeah. wasn't necessarily, if you look at the numbers, it was the optimal play. It was, I mean, it's, it's the table flip.
1: Yep. Yeah.
3: It's the, all of a sudden, you know, now it's completely different game.
2: That's funny. And it kind of robs you of your tempo.
3: Well, they did. They actually won that game. Like, yeah, I think I've lost. So they just ran an entire combat group of just big beefy Caprice guys in the middle of the table. And I'm like, that's a problem. Yep. And all of a sudden now all of the delicately laid plans are off the table. You've got to go fight. Great. Yeah. I can't kill these things.
0: I mean, a lot of Nucle victories are, are spent hiding behind rocks. If you can see behind the rock with a caprice rotary cannon, Nucle in trouble.
2: <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm comfortable behind my rock.
0: Right. Exactly.
2: All right. Well, I think that has been a lot of both, uh, how to play as and against Nucle. Um, it's a it's a fantastic army you know the army is the when i say the army i mean the the collection of miniatures is deceptively small
1: mm-hmm.
2: the allies of course are going to define them further based on which sub list you take um but really it's uh it's all high speed low drag right get across that board do yep. your objectives in the game they, they they win the game by literally winning the game that's so. what they do <laughs> all right john i think that's uh i think it's our night thank yep. you so much nick which means cool. pleasure
3: well you've wasted another perfectly good evening listening to late night war games
0: all right so remember you can write into mailbag at late questions comments fan mail anything you want uh let us know uh if you want us to announce anything if you have any ideas things to share Hit us up at mailbagatlanticwargames.com. Um, we're here every Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash We're up on YouTube uh, the following day. We have shows on Monday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific talking about uh, sculpting on Wednesday. That's run by uh, Frank. So first one is Obi. Second one is Frank. Uh, he does a painting show every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and then we've got... Um, We've got the anniversary episode of Tabletop Throwdown coming up on this Sunday. So those of you may recall, Tabletop Throwdown started as a show called Are You Worthy? starring Eric Worth. Um, Oh, wow. And it's been a year now. So uh, Eric and I started it together. We brought on Tim and Clint later. Uh, Actually, Clint was there from the very beginning. Uh, But um, yeah, now now we're going to uh, flip the tables. And Eric and I will be commentating on Clint and Tim's game. So that'll be oh, fun. That'll, that'll be a fun thing to do this Sunday. Uh but regularly scheduled programming is Clinton Tim talking talking smack and providing uh good tactical advice about infinity games on Tabletop Simulator, and that happens Sundays at ten AM Pacific. You can join us at twitch.tv slash the nice abide. Um yeah, if you like what we do here, you can uh support us on Patreon and become a late night war gamer. Uh, you can also subscribe on Twitch or on YouTube. All those things help us out. Uh, and of course, we'd like to give a special thanks to everybody who subscribed already. All of you late-night war gamers, thank you very much. And of course, our sponsors, DreamPod9, Mythic Games, Corvus Valley, Border, and, br- and Brutal Cities.
2: Nick, got something you'd like to plug?
3: Um, the, if anybody's going to be in St. Louis the first weekend in November, I'll be at a convention called Warfare Weekend. Uh, DreamPod9 oh, trade show. Yeah. We're also in discussion to be doing a Depticon next year
1: for Dream oh, Pod yeah. Nine. I miss Hoby a Depticon.
3: Yeah, yeah, I already yeah. got my hotel booked and I think I think the boss man wants to do it as a uh, work convention. So okay. we'll see. There you go. Other All than right. that, I'm good to go.
2: Great. Well, be sure to catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere that you get your podcasts. If you enjoy the show, please take a moment to give us a five-star rating on iTunes, and follow us on Twitch and YouTube. All of this helps us bring you the best content that we possibly can. And most importantly, find us on Patreon. Get your sweet limited edition, unauthorized bounty hunter and help me buy more scotch.
0: All right. With that, take care, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Adios.
1: Won't you play games with me? And I like to do everyone. That's what I like to do. That's what I I like to do. That's what I really like to do. That's what I really like to do.